My friends, and welcome to our first episode of Armor Party in 2022. I am your host, Mike Forster, hoping you had the best holiday and the happiest of New Year's. I'm so thrilled that Star Wars is back, baby. Book of Boba Fett is off to a killer start. We've got new costumes, new obsessions, new distractions from the builds we've already started. Wait, stay focused. I also wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our listenership for welcoming us with open arms. You know, when I started this podcast, I had no idea if the community, if people would be into it, and I didn't know if there'd be enough feedback to know if this was worth investing in. You all have showed me that Armor Party is absolutely worth the work. It has been so cool building this community with you, and I'm so honored to have a little place in this amazing hobby. So keep tagging me with your builds. I love seeing all this new, new. I cannot wait to see what everyone is planning for 2022. You know, Celebration is not that far away, and Galactic Star Cruiser is even closer. I'm too excited. This next episode is a fantastic discussion with a trooper that I've really come to admire and, frankly, just get inspired by. I always respect someone who doesn't care about limits or preconceived ideas of yes, no, or maybe. Just someone who gets after it and lets the builds do the talking. So kick back, bust out that sandpaper, sharpen those scissors, and please do enjoy the show. Thank the maker. This oil bath is going to feel so good. I can't talk the hustle of the Garden State without mentioning the boss, but today I'm talking with the boss of costuming. Since 2017, he has flown down the reactor shaft of no return, building over 20 costumes across the clubs over the past four years, making him one of the fastest builders I know. His contributions and dedication to the hobby has made him a leader of both legions, and unknowing to both of us, he was actually the one who gave me my stamp of Beskar approval, welcoming me into the Rebel Legion as Din Djarin. Just left of the Atlantic on the east coast of New Jersey, I'm finally able to sit down with Justin Sonfield. Justin, welcome to the Armor Party, my friend. Mike, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm really excited to be able to sit and talk with you. We have kind of gone back and forth since connecting over my little side business, Honda Supply, and and I was just I'm I'm drawn to anyone who is positive within this community. I am really drawn to anybody who who just loves building and loves just being a part of this community. And so it was a no-brainer to get you on Armor Party. I'm just frustrated it took me this long. I think it's my bad. <laughs> well, I, it's, a, it's again, it's a pleasure to be here, um, you know, fan of all the businesses and everything. Uh, you made me my pride and joy, which no one can see, but I'm pointing behind me is my C-3PO <laughs> placard that... You made for me and and a couple of friends, and we're forever grateful. So thank you very much. And uh, it is, again, a pleasure to be on the podcast with you. That's great, man. That's great. Well, so tell me, let's go all the way to the beginning because, as I said in in the intro, I mean, man, you have over 20 costumes across 
Rebel Legion, 501st. You've got one of the Mercs thrown in there. I mean, what? How, how did this all get started for you? Like, what? What sure. is your? What is your background of, of dressing up? Like, I got. I got to know. I how 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 does someone <laughs> go that far into it without having some kind of interesting beginning? Well, I mean, it it's it definitely started at a very very young age. Whether it was like literally putting on pajamas and a cape to be Superman yeah. or or Batman, and you know, I had a brother that was thirteen months younger, so I always had a partner in crime with all that kind of stuff. But we we took Halloween very very seriously growing up, um, you know. And it's funny because Ghostbusters just came out, and <laughs> my first official homemade cosplay was actually a Ghostbusters outfit. The Halloween after it came out in 1984 and uh, I I remember I'd gotten some sort of Dickies suit and I think my mom got felt writing on it so it looked like horrible it had our names on it and the backpacks were two like two gallon uh, we call them camels the water water camels that you can get like distilled water and put back to back and painted black and put a flashlight in it and had it connected with a hose to a water gun and you know it, that was that was kind of the first homemade cosplay, and from there it just kind of went on and on. And you know, then as an adult, I I I, I guess the real answer to all of it is I'm really crazy about hobbies, and I I don't do anything lightly. And yeah. So I guess I'll I'll take you even further back. My dad brought me to see Star Wars uh, when I was four years old on the fourth night that it was open in New Orleans, Louisiana. And he's. I remember him talking to my mom like the day they were gonna take me, and they were like, "Justin's gonna love this movie." And I mean, like, I was four. I have no idea what they were thinking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but I mean, I always say if I hadn't gone to that movie, maybe I could have been an athlete. Maybe I could have been something. But I just, I was just taken in completely with the movie. And and you know, I remember seeing my first action figure it was a little C three PO, and in play school, like you know, like a couple of months or oh my god, almost a year probably later. And just was in love with Star Wars and always dressed the Star Wars part and, you know, did my, did my best to put on whatever Star Wars costume at the time. But hobbies come and hobbies go. I collected yeah. Star Wars toys and ended up selling all of them to buy a dark room and got into photography and then sold that to buy my first guitar and then got into rock, you know, bands pretty, pretty big, you know, in the, in the high school days and then into college and then found myself having to focus on a career and really didn't do anything. Obviously, still threw Halloween parties and still sure. made stuff, you know, but nothing like we do today. And then, um, you know, when I met my wife, she was huge into, like, you know, fantasy books, Harry Potter, you know, anything with a vampire in it. We always joke she's going to love. Uh, and so I introduced her to Star Wars, and she now knows more about Star Wars than I do, but she was... <laughs> um, a fashion major and 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 um, apparel design, so she always made her own costumes and and you know kind of in 2010 2011 we kind of saw that we both still liked that and started making costumes and having I mean, a week through a Halloween party every year and we always made something kind of special you know never bought something off the rack every sure. year and then we went to celebration in Orlando and I'd heard of the 501st since the beginning, you know, and, and, um, you know, being from, you know, the South and South Carolina, it was, it was pretty close and living in Atlanta for a long time, you know, you got to see it at Dragon Con parades and all that kind of stuff. Right, I never right. really thought we could get there. And after we went to celebration, you know, we, we made a couple of decent outfits, but I mean, they wouldn't be approved by any of the clubs, but, 
Well, you know, there, it, it, it got us thinking that we wanted to go that extra step and, and you know, and we met these absolutely amazing people from basically all of the clubs in Celebration Orlando in 2017 and came home and just started and, and it's now, what, 2022 and we haven't stopped. Yeah. You know, so we got into the 3D printing thing. You know, we, we're actually a great team because she does all the soft parts. She's a sewer and, you know, fairly master sewer. And I've taught myself how to paint, taught myself how to 3D print, taught yeah. myself how to finish. And we have just an incredible support group around here that like to do the same thing and are very encouraging. So we end up here. That's <laughs> awesome. And were you, the question I've got to ask, and I'm I'm not going to out anyone's age, but you're 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 like me. You're thirty plus, and I'm thirty plus plus. There we go. Fact, there we go. My birthday was a couple of days. Ago. <laughs> thirty double plus. I love it. Um, <laughs> yes. But, but were you? Do you think that you were part of that generation where The Force Awakens, the hype for that movie was unmatched, and mm -hmm. it almost like kind of reactivated in the time that Star Wars was kind of waning. You know, and this is enough that Star Wars went low enough that Lucas actually considered selling and inevitably did. Right. 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 And the force awakens, I think almost kind of unlocked this part of us that we remembered that excitement of being a child yes. and, and, yes. and, and, and playing the idea of, of playing and, and just being unadulterated fun, I think is what star Wars represented for me when I was a kid. Right. I mean, I completely agree. And I happen, you know, so Kind of going even further back, you know, that time, I can remember the time between 1983 and 1999. Yeah. It was a long time, and there right. was no Star Wars. And, and you know, it, it never faded away. There was always something there. Sure. Um, but it was, it, was, it was kind of in the background, and, you know, something would be mentioned in pop culture, and you'd be like, oh, there's Star Wars, and I love Star Wars, and it's great to see it again. But, in, like, in 1997, when, you know, they re-released the first three movies— it really almost started for me there, you sure. know, and and I was very fortunate at the time. I was in my first career job post-college, and I got a chance to meet George Lucas at the opening of their Smithsonian event, you know, and, and see, I, I mean, I, I ended up standing next to Frank Oz that night, and, and it was like this black tie affair. It was really cool, and, yeah. and really, so when you talk about, like, it's starting back up, it started back up there, and yeah. I, I remember missing not having any of my toys, and 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 then yeah you're right and then the you know the prequels came out and you know I, I I didn't love them as much as the first movies but then when I saw Phantom Menace with my uh, nephew who was I think six or seven at the time I saw it through his eyes and it was easy to see what it was like when I was the kid yeah and then when so bringing it to current and and when um, Force Awakens came out I had a two year old little boy you know and and i have two other daughters that are older they they missed all of it they were sure, too young sure. for prequels you yeah it's just it just it, was, it just wasn't there and you know when i brought him and seeing the way he just fell for kylo ren you right. know and just just kind of just you know everything kylo this kylo that and it was the same thing i had for darth vader it was the same thing you know and and so yeah it really awakened it awakened it you know the and, again and you know got the juices flowing and and got us interested in celebration got us interested in making costumes again uh, specifically for star wars and it, it's 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 clear that it you know has is definitely had a lasting impact on my son which is 
just really neat to see and then just kept us obviously wanting to see where the story would go. Yeah, yeah. And and what's so interesting about that time, too, is, you know, you look at this was kind of also at the same time, the simultaneous rise of the comic book movie. Yeah. You know, I'm in high school when the prequels are just rounding out, right? And right. Revenge of the Sith comes out in 2005. Now, you're in high school, and sure. the last thing that I'm going to do in an all-boys Catholic high school is admit, like, what a geek I am, because right. that was still, like, geek culture was still, like, not that celebrated the way that it is now, <laughs> right. right? And so I'm going to, you know, I, I went with, like, three other friends, and I bought tickets to go see, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to not see Darth Vader become sure. Darth Vader in the movie. And... And then you have, you know, other movies that are out at the same time that are like way coolers, like Gladiator, Kill Bill, right, like, right. you know, Dark Knight or uh, I'm sorry, Batman Begins. Batman Begins, Sp yeah. Spider-Man, you know what I mean? So it's like it had, I think, really turned into. Star Wars was kind of almost getting out nerded by other movies that had all no of this question. Mo yeah. Modern influence. Yeah, and stuff. No so question. It, it was just it was a really interesting time to be a Star Wars fan because I was still impressionable, but I wasn't confident enough in myself. And also, like, I go to college the year after that summer, after Revenge of mm -hmm. the Sith. It's like, I'm, I'm broke for the next 10 years. Of, of course. Life. And, you know, this <laughs> hobby is not cheap. So, you know, nope. I, think, I think when the, the Force Awakens came out, that's what really made me be like, you know what? I have loved Star Wars forever, and it seems like other people have brought Star Wars back to the front of everybody's mind. It's like, is it okay if I come out with this? Like, I've loved this stuff forever. I was, you know, dressed up at Halloween. Like, it was just my favorite stuff, you know? So it's it's really funny to hear other people that kind of had a similar experience of being like, yeah. And then, one, and then once you start costuming, you're like, I'm in. It totally, totally. It really opened up just so much more, you know, in depth for the movie. And, and almost to your point, when you were when you were younger, yeah, you may have had a friend that was into it, you know, one friend, and and then they faded off and they got good at sports or or yeah. liked something else or whatever, and and you know then they just weren't around, and and so you kind of had this thing for yourself, and yeah. with you know finding the clubs and finding you know uh, all the people at star wars celebration and all these wonderful wonderful places you see that oh my god this is a community and and it is a it is a very very shared beloved thing amongst people that come from everywhere right at every age group at every socioeconomic level and it's something you can all find a common ground and share and it's very very special yeah. And once you've you've kind of established, you've got this, you know, it seems like all the pieces are lining up for you. So what was the first costume that you ended up building that was approved like that? The, the motion to build this costume was to get approved by the clubs. Like which costume so, was that? A Novos at uh, the uh, Anaheim Celebration 2015 released that three hundred and fifty dollar Stormtrooper kit. Impossible to beat impossible to be yeah. $350 assembled helmet and you got the whole kit yeah so I bought that and and I had every desire to make it get approved my wife had no interest in this yet because at this point there's no movie yet you know right. and, and so it's been a long time and so she puts up with that for a few minutes and and I get it completed and to this day that stormtrooper is still unapproved I have never submitted it <laughs> it's, it's just sitting there 
Force Awakens comes out. So that was like February of 2015, I think, that sure. that, that happened. So by the time we got to December, it was all about Kylo Ren, yeah. you know, and yeah. or maybe I can't remember if the dates were right, but but it was all about Kylo Ren. And so Kylo, I said, you know what, I'm going to teach myself how to sew. I'd never sewn anything before and really got into the whole discovery process, you know, so going on the Facebook groups and, and you know, the, there was an amazing Kylo Ren group that was out there and. People looking at the helmets, people looking at the the sewing. There were some amazing video tutorials. You know, obviously, Don uh, from out in California had helped a, a many a Kylo Ren get their Kylo Ren's Kylo Renable. And, uh, and then there was, you know, some fabric that was created in UK. And and so it was, like, kind of on. And yeah. it was fun. It was, it was just really fun learning a new discipline. And, you know, I, I'd pieced things together before, but never from, like, a bolt of fabric. And, right. My wife helped teach me so, and and you know, got uh, you know, the medieval patterns were easy to find. So you know, it was easy to kind of adopt a tunic. It was a, a project that was achievable. Yeah, um, and that was the first one, and I got that. That was my first approval. So Kylo Ren, and to this date, I've never trooped in it. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was like ten Kylo Rens at the time. You know, it's like yeah. Oh By the time I got to my first troop, I actually uh, had started on Vader, and and had that approved not that far after Kylo, like three or four months after Kylo, and and so that was my first official troop was as Lord Vader himself. Oh, it's amazing. It's it, yeah. the costumes that I have always just appreciated. And I'm kind of one of those people in the Legion who I am such an advocate for this hobby that mm -hmm. I try to just join all the detachments. Like I try yep. to just learn, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in all the forums because I just think all this stuff is fascinating, right? And, yep. you know, because I want to have a conversation with someone. If someone says, oh, I want to do Boba Fett. I'm like, well, right. what? there's four of them. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, and then, and the same thing with Vader. It's like, people are Vader, like, well, yeah. I'm, I, I'm big enough to do a Vader. And I'm like, well, which one? There's three. Right? Yeah, that's you know what right. I mean? So like, you know, for, for people to, I always try to be a good advocate for saying, I want this to be, I want this to make sense for you because sure. of course, everyone you talk to for the first time, Barely anybody ever says like I want to. I was just hoping I could just be a stormtrooper grunt <laughs> or know, an officer. Yeah, right. Everyone is like, dude, yeah. I want to be Boba Fett. And I'm like, oh that's man, right. that's okay. We're gonna. And, and our latest one that you and I both know is is the Mandalorian, right? And, you know, right. I, that's I have a a good friend uh, who wants their first uh, first costume they've ever made, first time they've ever 3D printed to be the Mandalorian. And it's, it's I'm going to be as supportive as I can. I'm going to help you out as much as I can. But, you know, there is a different level to each one of these. And, and, and sometimes it's good to have a progression, yeah. um, you know, and learn the tasks as, as they come along. But yeah. he's, and, he's getting and there. So. For a, and for a suit that doesn't get to maybe the you know, the, the pre-Beskar has a little bit more that we can hide under weathering. Yes. Um, I there's mean, a lot hidden in mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're right. That's, that, this is the way. Um, this there is, the way. is certainly, you know, especially when I was building that Beskar, you know, it's like I had talked to so many people that I build original t trilogy troopers, right? I mm -hmm. myself wanted to do one from each original trilogy movie. That's amazing. You know, I started off with a stand trooper. Yeah. 
snow trooper scout right but it's just Perfect. white it's just white plastic <laughs> That's so right. i didn't have to pay, i didn't have to paint anything you know that was kind of you know i'm like weathering i'm like oh this is fun and then all of a sudden i'm like well come on like how hard could chrome be <laughs> like i you know I, I got a, i went to home depot and i bought chrome in a can how hard could, and yeah. then i was like oh no oh yeah oh no it's no. it's it's and i'm one of those morons that tried to do captain phasma early on and I, I mean, I ended up making it for my wife. And, you know, I look back on it. It's like, oh, my God, if I made this today, I can make it 10 times better. It's almost like garbage canned phasma at this point. But but just uh, understanding how to paint. Yeah. Yeah. And like automotive grade, all of that. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 been, again, starting with literally not even using a spray can well to to understanding how to almost automotive paint. It's yeah, it's been an incredible progression. And you know, an awesome hobby that you will have forever if you want to, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and understanding surface prep, understanding, you know, like reactions that paint, you know, there's, you got to start with a primer, you got to start with gloss coats that all work with certain paints. I can't do acrylic temperature and humidity. And gosh, and it's, and like you're in, you're, I think you and I, are more northern than most of our it's cold a lot yes right it's cold um, a lot what what is your what is your setup justin are, are you in a house or are you in an apartment oh, I, what are you I'm in, we're, so we're in a house um and we have a garage of course okay. the garage is for the most part unusable uh, for painting this time of year through march sure and april and and then april you get the pollen so yeah don't paint then either yeah but um uh, so yeah, so so my situation downstairs uh, basement is is four three D printers, two three uh, uh, regular ones, and then one one resin printer. And I mean, when I did Phasma and the other one, I mean, I painted inside. Don't ever do that. But I mean, my entire <laughs> downstairs, I I'd never. This is that learning process, yeah, right? Yeah. I'd never painted with filler primer. I was like, oh, it's going on the stuff, so I'm sure it's not getting in the air. And I looked around; my entire place is covered in filler primer dust. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was a, a, again, a nice, a great. nice tannish gray. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Everything had like a layer of filler. Primer. I'll still like find a piece downstairs. It's like, oh, man, that was here when we did Phasma and nice. First Order Stormtrooper. But uh, yeah, so uh, basement. Um, but we, in Jersey, we're like really, really, really fortunate. We have two amazing armories. And one of them, uh, TaylorMade Armors, which is our, our garrison CO's house uh he he's five miles four miles away from me so that's really really close and then we have one uh towards the jersey shore uh, a little bit more south um which it was brodustrial light and magic and you know it 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 serves many purposes sure. a gathering point um for people to come and learn that have never done this hobby before yep. where we you know and, and you said it you know you, you starting with a stormtrooper is a great way to enter it because it is that first fabrication of you know a relatively simple plastic and gluing and cutting you know and and once you get the gluing and the cutting and the sanding and all that done you, you you'll have yourself one of the most iconic pieces there is and you've learned a lot of techniques you've right. learned gluing you've learned the the cutting you've learned how to maybe you know melt abs and 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 put it together with something else and right. strapping you know strapping is one of those things that i never even thought about how is this all going to go to your body <laughs> right. you know and 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 so you know when you work through a stormtrooper you you really learn all of those different things and then 
as you keep going, you learn better ways to do it. You go sure. from just Velcro to snaps to, you know, all kinds of different techniques. But yeah, we, we're just very lucky. We have these armories and, and so I'm a big supporter of, of that. And all the tools are there, all the, you know, clean air environment stuff is there. And right. so it's much better than working in my basement, but in the basement <laughs> at any given time, there are, especially during the winter time, which, you know, with this is really our building season. Yeah. My wife and I have a lot of other hobbies too. And so summertime is about boating and, and, you know, springtime is about, you know, whatever is happening in spring, but sure. winter is our cold locked in build season. And yeah. So we've got all the printers are working right now trying to get new, new stuff out. So you've, you've acquired quite the armory over the past four years. And I, something that we had talked about is that I love how people just dive into it because they understand that this hobby is addicting. And I always Very. laugh when someone says, you know what? I just want to get done with this walk <laughs> and then I'll like, I'm good after that. And I'm like, right. mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that before. Um, what, what do you think is, is this hobby specifically for people like you, like me and so many, well, over 11,000 people at this point that really fall in love with, it as a whole is it is it the process of learning is it is it hard to learn things as we're adults yeah i think it i think that might have something to do with it you know is that we're all of a sudden attracted to something that it is harder to learn as an adult and when you are working with your hands and fabricating things i don't know things start to make more sense you know than reading it online or not doing yeah. something as is physical i can't draw you know, I'm I'm a decent photographer, but I can't draw. I can't, you know, paint a picture. So I, I always thought of myself as almost artistically, I don't know, blunt. You know, and, and just, sure. just not really capable of of doing much. And when you know, when I, I I guess the first after Kylo, which was really a sewing project, the first major armor project that I did was a first order stormtrooper. And and you know, the idea of having to put kind of all those disciplines plus the painting together right. you know and 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 for someone that can't draw or paint generally to be able to say wow i could do this you know yeah and get a lot of pride but i think you know, i think that it is it is for me i love building with partners I, i'm lucky i have an in-house partner which is amazing and and it's fun to work things out together um but when we have that armory and and you know there's 10 people working on a different thing and you can actually, after you've built a stormtrooper, you can help the person that hasn't built a stormtrooper. And, and right. now with 3D printing, there's, you know, I'd say there's a handful of us that I would call more of the expert 3D printers at this point from a finishing perspective. Sure. And and so it, it obviously doesn't start out that way. You know, right. it doesn't start out with it coming off the printer and, and you paint it and you're like, well, that looks horrible. And, oh, you have to finish it? You know, yeah, right. you go through all yeah. the steps of, yeah. okay. So filler primer, okay, now sanding, now filler primer, now sanding again and sanding again and sanding again and then filling it again, you know, and 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 so you got all these different people coming together at different stages of, of this making thing and it's just kind of just keeps feeding, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, I'm done with this project and there's so much amazing new content out yeah. there. You know, that's the thing is like, you know, remember that time where it was 17 years be- between movies. Right. Now, now there is. And I also remember the time where if I wanted a blaster, I'd have to order it from somebody. Right. You know, and, and spend two hundred and fifty dollars for for amazing blasters. But, 
it was like the hidden cost and everything was, oh, I got to buy a blaster now too. Now you can make it, you yeah. know? So it, it, the 3D printing and everything like open up doors and now, you know, you got the people at the shop that are, you know, that are making your basic ABS armor, people that are sewing, you know, and then people that are really getting into the 3D printing and finishing and it just kind of keeps feeding itself. And during the whole time, you're sitting there watching a Star Wars movie or listening to one of your podcasts or, mm-hmm. you know, talking about what's going to happen next, talking about a troop, talking about Legion business. And there's just always something going on. And it and it's fun and it's positive and it just keeps you engaged and wanting to do more. And then all of a sudden, next week, there's somebody you've never met before and it starts all over again. And I think a lot of it is because there's so many different disciplines of talent and and learning at play at any given time i've said this a couple times in the podcast but like as we get older it gets really hard to have like hobbies that aren't you know i i got into golf at the beginning of the (laughs) pandemic because it was like i can be outside last this summer i got into mountain biking And, you you know, you're kind of in these like groups and there's people who do this as a hobby. Right. And then with Star Wars, it was people in our garrison, at least just really got magnetized to a certain process. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people just got really good at this this Mm -hmm. facet. If it was modeling or someone's a really great painter, someone's really great at weathering or someone just understands how the materials work. I mean, that was I think what gave a lot of people pride to be able to learn something new because we as parents do our best to just be generalized educators to like help right. our children just do things. But we never really stop to think that besides our day jobs, which are our day jobs and that's fine and we want to do exactly. good at those, right? But like this was kind of a really fun hobby to get completely schooled on that you were excited to learn more about, you know, and it's kind of, absolutely, you know, and it's, it's, and I'm, and I know that there's probably people who got into, you know, cryptocurrency and I got into this <laughs> and I got, you know, I should have gotten into cryptocurrency, but I, maybe not. I don't no, know. no, no, no. The <laughs> costuming is, is plenty of crypto. <laughs> much, much as it's on. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's cool to hear other people who have that similar experience of being like, yeah, I just, I loved the community. No, it's just, aspect it's so it. much fun. And, and, and again, these are people I would have normally never have met, you know? Right. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's funny because I go to work and everybody was like, you know, I remember when I started um, and everybody had looked me up on Instagram and they're like, he dresses up in Star Wars costumes and puts it out in public. And they didn't know what to think about it, you sure. know, and, and, and I work in a fairly high fashion place, you know, and and I, w- I remember walking into work and, you know, there, there were people who were a little surprised that I was not just adorned in Star Wars garb of some sort, you know, <laughs> and then two years later, we sat down and have, a, you know, we're sitting talking about Instagram or something with my head of social and and he was like, you know, we totally looked at you before you started and we had no idea what the heck you were going to be about because of this hobby of yours sure and they wanted me to explain the hobby and once i did i think they got it you know and and understood how impactful it is and how how much it can mean and and again it's almost continues to just self-perpetuate you know and with all the new content coming out it's it i don't see it ever ending which is a wonderful thing you know and it's like your golf. This is something you can do all your life. Right. You know, if you really want to, you can you can do this for your entire life. Yeah. It's not something you'll have to put down due to physical limitation. It's not, you know, you can literally do this no matter what. Right. 
you know, and and so that's not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when, when you explain it to people and there's people, there's all different reasons for why people do it. Some people are just literally just love the franchise. Some Mm -hmm. people love building the process of building. Some people love the community aspect of it. Some people love the charity aspect of it. Um, and all for me, it's like all of those things. Right. And completely when you explain it to someone that we get to, I've said this, I, I know myself. I am not the kind of person that's going to go and do my Sunday at the soup kitchen. <laughs> that's just not. It's just not who right. I am. I, right. I've done. I've done it at times, and I just. I've always felt like this was. I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but like I understand where my talents are, right. and I know that as a graphic designer, I can make things with the intention of auctioning them off to be to raise money for a charity. So, like me sure. sitting there ladling soup which is an important task for, for charity work and, and being a part of your community. It's just mm-hmm. not was for me. But sure. if someone was like, Hey, we're going to go do a star Wars fundraiser for our local library. Would you guys mind coming and showing up so that we could do $5 a picture or whatever? Like, yeah. and it's all going to go to our lot. I'm like, I'll stand there all day. In exactly. My like no problem. Like, what do you need us to do? We need to go to a hospital and, make kids happy so they can forget where they're at. Like, let's do it. Um, It's the most amazing byproduct of a hobby I've ever had. Yeah. You know, and or or, nor do I think you could have, you know, unless all of a sudden you became like a PGA Tour golfer at some level, you know, oh, I happen to have talent at this. This is like, I built a costume, you know, and and we're, we're, we have a lot of troopers, you know, uh, talking about the, all of this happened because you built a costume. Right. And all the things that happen after you've built this costume and, and charity is the biggest and most important byproduct of what we do. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, the idea that we get to go out and do this, do something that we love, and it just makes people happy. You know, it's 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 pretty wonderful. I know that you've had a couple of really cool experiences just because you're in one of the big hot spots, like LA and New York kind of get the, the big ones, you know? It's it's, um, it's good geography. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Are there any stories that you can think of just, I because I, I want, I don't want people to think that, um, that this, this just happens, but um, something that was really funny that came up at the last Star Wars movie was, People went, oh, wow, I bet you guys get to go see the movie for free. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what, pal? We do get to go see the movie for free because we're at the theater all weekend long. And uh, we, yes, we do get to see it the night before. And so it cost me $2,000 to build this costume (laughs) so that I could get into a $6 movie for free. So, yes, if you're thinking of the perks, I would say that that might not be one of them. But um, you know, the experiences of being able to work that Lucas film does lean on us when they need us. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the experiences that you've had through sure. kind of the official I mean, channel? The, the, it's first of all, it's it's another byproduct, right? I mean, yeah. no one's built. I mean, I'm sure there are people that do build costumes expecting this outcome, but it, it's never something I expected. The same. And, you know, I, I think that when we just isolate it down to those singular opportunities, the first one um was and and there there were plenty of these i only ended up taking one because of timing but i mean good morning america's filmed here good morning america's abc abc's disney and you know so 
they they want stormtroopers a lot. And in our area, there's only five or six, I think, first order stormtroopers. Okay. And that's what they want at this point in time. That's that's what they want. So um, got the casting call, and 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 I think that people need to understand that the casting call is not a five o first thing it, yeah. it is you know they lean on the 501st because they know what we have and we they know our standards um but they you know that it is when you're cast as lucasfilm you're cast as a contract paid person for lucasfilm right and so you know you send in your picture your submission photos basically yeah. and which you know you know they're good you know you just don't <laughs> right. know if they're gonna know they're good um your height your weight and all that kind of stuff and they yep. cast you and and so i got to do uh good morning america with um john boyega yeah. which was incredible of an experience and you know, they pick you up at your house in new jersey at three or four a.m i forget sure. where it was in a big black car and they take take all your you know stuff with you you get ushered in through the side and you get put in a green room and you've got you know mike strahan and all them just walking right by it because it's to them it's like that's a day at work right yeah, yeah right the coolest part of that day was in the green room next to ours was jeff goldblum oh <laughs> and through the door, we could actually hear Jeff Gold. He doesn't stop talking, right? And so, right. so is, but he sounded like Jeff Goldblum. Sure. And so, I like, like peek around the side at my stormtrooper outfit, and he's uh, ah, you know, he does like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, You're like you did the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was just amazing, and and so that was one. I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of several Disney uh, Times Square store midnight things. And those are really cool because that's fans. That's fans yeah, coming out right. to see the new releases of toys and whatnot. And, you know, when they get their toy and they're in line and they get a picture with the Stormtrooper, it's it's great. And the kids are there, obviously, at some sure. points. And that's great. And then most recently, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but might as well because it's on all of our Instagrams. Is <laughs> right. we, were, we, we were uh cast to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Eighteen of us from all over the United States um, came together as, as First Order Stormtroopers. We started practicing on Tuesday, so we all met in, in our hotel Tuesday night and basically got to hang together Tuesday, Wednesday, and then most of Thursday. And sure. I gotta tell you, meeting, and we, you know, again, this whole, we did this all, we could do this all because we made a costume. Right, you know? right. And, and, and meeting people from all over that have extremely different experiences than us coming in and we all are doing this thing because we made this one particular costume you right. know and it was it's 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 inspiring you know and hearing everybody's story how they i mean just the trivial stuff how'd you get there you know did you fly you know we're still in a pandemic did you know what are the precautions what's it like in texas right now what's it like in kentucky you sure. know and so those are those are some of the coolest things i've done it's interesting they're all in the first order stormtrooper i guess if there's an advice out there and uh, make a first order stormtrooper that seems to be what disney right. wants these days um yeah. there's that but it's also a very nice challenging build yeah but, uh, but it's interesting you know obviously you know i don't know if people talk about it or not but it, it is a paid thing you're getting paid as an actor you know during sure. those times i spent the money on buying a new first order kit because i want the next one to be better everybody had Everybody had these incredible kits. I don't know if I, I'm not going to pimp somebody's kits. Sure, sure. There's a there's a guy out in California that makes really good first order uh, armor, yes. and so many of the guys 
had it, and I was like, oh, I'm upgrading. Yeah, I'm going to say so, it might rhyme with Shimspiral Splurplus. Yeah, something maybe. like that. Yeah, you know? something, but, yeah. So I ended up buying my kit. It was delivered <laughs> before Christmas, and, I mean, that's as soon as I can get this Death Watch put to bed, I'll, uh, well, got to put Death Watch to bed, then I, my kid wants me to make him Wrecker for the for celebration. So oh. we gotta figure we gotta figure that out. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of. I want to say if we talk nitty gritty, and I'm hoping we're not losing people at this point because this is a nitty gritty <laughs> show. But I believe Waltz is working on a wrecker kit, oh. and I believe that there are 3D files for it. So maybe if he's able to share those with you to scale seen, them down, I've seen some decent 3D files for it. I, yeah. I still. Still wanting a couple of there's some really good 3D artists out there, and I'm still waiting for some better 3D files of Bad Batch sure. folks, but uh, more wearable, I think, is really yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah, that's I, I made the, the helmet, the Hunter helmet, and I was gonna do Hunter, he was gonna do Wrecker, and you know, go from there, but we'll see. He, yeah. He's already got a biker scout and a shore trooper, and so you know, he's doing okay. That's yeah, he's doing it, yeah, right, right, right. Um, and, and it's funny cause you, you bring up the, the Macy's day parade and you know, I, what's interesting watching that is so Andrew Liptak, uh, oh, was, sure. was yeah. on the, was on the show a couple back and, um, I knew him cause I used to live in Vermont. I used to work in the snowboard industry and just talking with him about kind of his process and, you know, really that, that armor particularly. And it's so interesting to be done with that sequel trilogy mm-hmm and have that trooper still be a part of the lore. Yeah. I mean, it's like being used at the official Disney attraction, right? Absolutely. And, and so we had always joked, of course, um, that I'd never had a, a standard TK, right? And mm-hmm. there were, in my opinion, probably like four characters that they constantly asked for. Right. Darth Vader a standard stormtrooper, mm-hmm. first order troopers, Kylo Ren, and then C-3PO. Right. I'll add Chewbacca in there now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Chewbacca's right? definitely in there, yeah. Right, 100%. So it's like, I, I, it always like would crack me up when you'd get some, oh, wow, did you guys hear there was a casting call? And they're like, well, how come they didn't pick the, you know, like, well, they didn't get right, the range right. troop. I'm like, oh my gosh, would you guys <laughs> stop that? You know, and it, there's just a certain part of, I had a really great conversation with Jen Markham about this, where she's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Build what you want to build. Yeah. And because and, and Jen's got a great philosophy on that, you know, and and she's got a closet full of stuff that not everybody's going to have. Sure. You know, and, and, and I think I think, you know, and there's a lot of talk about this on on the 501st forums and whatnot about what to make, what not to make, you know, what we can make, what we should make, you know. Right. And you hit it right on the head and Jen hit it right on the head is is, you know, you make what's personal to you. Yeah. You know, because there is going to be relationships. What brings you to this ultimately, or when you start getting it refined, is you're going to have some sort of personal connection with the costume you choose to make. Right. You know, TK, even even that to a degree, it's like, I want to get into Star Wars and that one's, you know, again, it's an achievable thing. Um, but, you know, you have people that uh, want to collect all the officers. You have people that want to collect all the bounty hunters. You've got yeah. people that want to, you know, and... Each one of those costumes, you know, I, I will tell you, Kylo was very personal to me at the time because my son that just happened to love it, you know, and, and it was it was just so much in his head that if his dad could be Kylo Ren, that right. was, it felt like a cool thing. Yeah. 
and and you know so when i start thinking of like the costumes i've built i've built a number of them that are that are those face characters you know but i have my mind set on so many more that aren't you know and and as galaxy's edge has opened up the idea of creating your own star wars character is something that i'm like kind of deeply into right now yeah you know and and this 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 idea of okay if i now that i know how to make all of these different things if i was actually living in the star wars universe what would i look like yeah you know so yeah i I think that you know we have to you know and that's what's great about the hobby is is you're bringing yourself to it you know right even though it's tk and then this is true in the movies too not a single one of them looks like the other one yeah you know like like and and I see those pictures from the Macy's parade, and when you look at the picture, we all look like first order stormtroopers. And I remember, you know, my kit. I mean, I called it the money maker because that's what everybody always wanted, and and I wore it a lot, and it got faded and yellow, and it was the first thing I ever made. And I, I remember kind of being a little embarrassed about the way my kit was gonna look. And I'll tell you, there were kits in the room that looked less good than mine, and there were kits in the room that looked. 10 times better than mine. Sure. But at the end of the day, on that street, we all look the exact same. Right. And every picture I look at, I can pick myself out, but we look the exact same. Yeah. And so that individuality that, that you know, I think you're even bringing it to the Stormtrooper builds even. But, you know, I, 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 the one thing that I want to make sure that the 501st Rebel Legion, Mercs, everything, and Mercs has always done this almost inherently, is, you know, allowing this inv- individual interpretation at a high quality level, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, and I, I just, I, I think that we have to be very, very true to the fact that, you know, we're, we're an organization, a social club that's built around making costumes. And right. because we make these costumes, all these great things happen, you know, but yeah, it's very individual. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I kind of love about what happened with, were, were you at Celebration Chicago? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Were you, were you in the, the, kind of the Mandalorian unveil. I was not in the panel. We were, okay. we were on the floor that day. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in like the second bowl or whatever it was. Sure. And you know, John Favreau, Hey, I think there's, you know, some of the club members, <laughs> you know, and this is before he announced that the 501st was actually in. The right. Show. Right. And so, you know, he said, I think we got the Mandalorian Mercs here, you know, and they all lifted up their helmets. Ooh, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> And it, it was really cool because I think the Mandalorians, um, you know, I had, I have gone back and forth between letting my own interpretation of what I think Star Wars is to be less mm-hmm. gatekeeping myself. Like this podcast right. has actually really kind of opened my, my eyes to being like, you know what, it's really cool just finding what gets the wheels turned for some people. Mm-hmm. And when you join the 501st and and we have, there's always this initial reaction to be like, I want to build the perfect screen accurate, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, because that's just how people feel that they want to honor it. Right. And I've, I've sure. laughed about this as a sand trooper that like level three, All right. you have to make your costume look worse. Right. Right, because it's like someone's gonna come up to you on the street and be like, "Uh, you got duct tape on your back," and then you turn right, around, and you're right. like, "Oh, that's actually screen accurate." <sighs> you know what I mean? It's like you know, yeah. you're like, "Oh, cool, like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, you, you built your costume in 1976. I get it." And so I think like the the Mercs have really kind of dug into 
the individual story, the background, yep. and people have fleshed it out. And there are t- there are definitely some some paint jobs that I'm kind of like it's definitely not for me. Um, right. But what I really right. loved about the covert and kind of what they had, what Matias had brought to the to the concepts, and then eventually was in the show, was then we finally started to break this uniform you're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. And if right. you're a good guy, right. you're in, you know, you're in your cool costume. And if you're a bad guy, you're either <laughs> right. in all black or all white. That's it. Right. Um, and so it was really kind of cool to see how this costume has evolved. The, the, the T visor costume. Has, yeah. It's been really cool to see. And, and to hear that you're building a death watch is like, man, like we are full circle on that. I think that's I mean, so I, cool. I can't wait. And, and you know, you see so many amazing, Mandalorian interpretations online nowadays. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's I, I forget the guy's name uh, that has like a cr- copper, I think either a copper helmet or copper breastplate. And, and, and you're thinking of my buddy John, John Alpha Ignition. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Alpha Ignition. That's him. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and, and you, so you think of these these and and I scroll through those and the person that did the S- Sabine in, interpretation as well. You know, and, and oh Ben like, Ben Huck, Dirty yes, Rogue Design. They, oh beautiful. Yes. Oh my beautiful God. stuff. Yeah. So you've got these people that are just becoming expert makers. And and right. the other thing, you know, not only are fans on the shows, fans are making stuff for the shows these days. Yeah. I and mean, these are people that we trooped with that and we've known for a long time and they were super talented and they're now getting to work on these shows and work on the costumes of these shows and and you know, it's 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 just so cool and and now they're applying their own art to their own interpretations of some of these things and I mean it's it's just stellar and yeah. and I, ne- I I got I will I'll be the first to admit I never thought about making any Mandalorian you know sure. like it just you know and, and that's part of the individuality right I mean I was I was a Han Solo guy I mean that's that was you know that's my thing I mean behind me and you know there's a Raiders you know hat that hangs with all the Star Wars stuff right because it's I, I mean that's that's my thing I'm a Han Han Solo Harrison Ford that's that's what brought me and kept me in Star Wars. And they were friends that were Luke people, and they were friends that are Darth Vader people, and all that kind of stuff. That, but, but Mandalorians like Boba Fett n- n- did not interest me at all. Yeah. And now, you know, I see it more as this gateway into how do you open up the Star Wars universe, and the right. fact that it's been canonically included now in, in the Mandalorian. I remember I, I turned to my wife, you know, and 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 said, you know, that when when that episode came on and they were in the culvert and they showed all the different Mandalorians, I was like, this whole club just got it's airtime, you know, and it's yeah. just like I felt like so good, right. you know, because because all of a sudden this this whole other group of people were actually like, I, I don't want to say legitimized because they were legitimized before, but it was sure. like it was like real at that point yeah. that this whole thing that was really thought up by the fans is now incorporated into Star Wars. So this idea of creating, you know, denizens and, and, and all of these uh, other underworld characters and, you know, I think that's, for the 501st, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And there's so much artwork and so many... There's also a lot of kit bashing. You know, a lot of those background characters, it's what they made for face characters and they ended up just throwing it all together and it just right. looks cool, right. you know? Right, So I'm, 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 I'm really excited about what that's going to be at you know this galactic star cruiser that you know we're 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 all very fortunate enough to to be going on it, it, we're we're creating 
new characters, our own characters for this experience, you know, and, and we plan on trying to live it out and we're going to have quality costumes like if, as if they were actually from the screen. Right. And it's just neat to be able to kind of do this. That's kind of the next level of this is how do you take this and just make your own? But it's nothing that cosplayers haven't been doing forever, you know, yeah. making interpretations of their own, uh, you know, genres that they're interested in, whether it's anime, whether it's, you know, it's other comic book, you know, it, it's creating these wonderful, you know, true, truly their creations that that are amazing. And now we're finally getting to see respect for it being done in Star Wars, which I really like. Justin, I want to ask you a question. It's been it's been sure. pressing on my mind ever since the the book of Boba first episode dropped. And you're you are in multiple clubs. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot and something that kind of hit that I've been really kind of wrestling with myself, right? Is this knowledge that we've gained over the past however long we've been obsessing over these costumes adds this certain level of obsession and by default a gatekeeper mentality where mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm like the thing that brought me out of the episode for some stupid reason was like <laughs> i'm mad that it wasn't a degraded sand trooper from the look sir droids right so like i had right, this, right. A, like i'm now forgetting this amazing moment that we finally see after 40 <laughs> years of like how Boba yep. got out of the damn Sarlacc pit. And I'm like upset that there wasn't an orange pauldron or a white right. pauldron on this, right. on this stormtrooper, Right. And that he was too clean for how long he's supposed to be. Right. And I'm like, right. right. But then I have friends who got into star Wars from the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They thought the episode was awesome. They're like, yeah. I never really yeah. knew much about Boba Fett. Like, and they're just watching it pure and sweet and innocent the way it was supposed to be watched. And I'm like gatekeeping myself to be like, yeah. oh, I, I, oh, that's like, and then, you know, you go online <laughs> and it's like some dude is in the comments in, in a, in a Boba Fett costuming group that we are blessed to have people who actually worked on the show right. are in these groups. And this dude's running his mouth like, it's like they don't even care that they ever right. come. And it's like, right. it's like I, I see that and I think that is the dark path. That it is the, it is a very dark path. Yeah, that is, yeah. That is you walking into the cave in Dagobah um, yep. is, is becoming a, you know, a, a crap talker online now. Um, yep. do, do you feel like, you know, this, that we are almost at this point, like cursed with knowledge once we've gone this far into, into Star Wars hobbying that here's, here's the answer is many do. And the question is that I always have, is this the majority or just a very vocal online minority that sure. feels a certain way? So I'm going to out myself. I love the last Jedi. It's actually one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Same. And, Same. And, yes. And, yes. And I actually like the discussion with people because, you know, it's a big question. Okay, what had it go off the rails? And I have a good friend, and I'm, I hope if he's listening, he knows I, I, I love him to death. But I'm going to out him for a second and say on the day that it came out, he was just reminded on December 17th this year a comment that he had made on the day it came out that he loved the movie. And since then, I had never seen the comment. Since then, he's been the biggest Last Jedi hater. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder, was it because of the movie? 
because you seem to like it at the time. And he, he, he outed himself with the comment. He sure, said, oh, sure. Facebook reminded me that I actually like The Last Jedi. I was like, well, then what have we been arguing about for the last three years? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and so this momentum of, and everybody will say it, no one's more toxic than a, about Star Wars than a Star Wars yep. fan, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, when we get, when we have all this knowledge, it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, the way we would have written it. And the way I step back from it is, this is not my story to tell. Sure. And if it was going to be my story to tell, I should have tried to get a job with Lucasfilm at some point in time, and then they would have told me my story sucked. So, you know, <laughs> right. it, it, you know something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it, you can criticize it all you want. And it's very easy and to criticize anything, any art out there. Um, somehow or another, Star Wars fans do it better than anybody else, and it's and and it, and I find it very sad because I just find it to be such a release and such a escape from everything else that happens in our lives to be able to tune into a Star Wars movie whenever I want to nowadays. I remember, by the way, I remember having to go to rent a movie for <laughs> like twenty bucks back <laughs> right. in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, you know. Uh, and 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 you know it's just we're very fortunate and now we have new content you know not as much new content that that I want personally and I think a lot of that is because of the backlash that happened sure yeah between this two and let me t- and I'll be as a business person I'll tell you Disney made some marketing mistakes especially around the release of Solo you know yeah, I would have graded it out a little yep. bit but I would mm-hmm. never have pulled back the calendar the way they've clearly pulled back the calendar right and and. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that, that you know, we, we, we're, we are cursed with knowledge and, and it's easy to go negative or you can sit back and say, holy crap, I never thought I was going to see another Star Wars movie after 1983 and look what I got. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for people like me, I think, and I think that there's a lot of different people that come with different things. I, I happen to be the perfect age for Star Wars. I was four years old and I saw it in a theater, you know? Sure. and And so it was with me till I think I was 12 or 13 or whatever, you know, however old I was when Jedi came out. And so those are pretty strong development years, you know. Okay, now fast forward to the prequels. I didn't love them. Why? Well, I was in my early to mid-twenties, you know, <laughs> and when it happened, I was, and, and, and I didn't like anything, yeah, you know. I, yeah. it's, it's very easy to hate on almost everything. Right. Then you get this other one, the next one that comes out, and I've got a uh, two, you know, teenagers and and a, and a two year old at the is and when the first movie came out and you see it the way you saw it because like that timing is actually exactly your timing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I think that has helped me like kind of compartmentalize it and not go negative is because sure. oh I know what I was like when I see that because I can see it I can watch my child and and see what he's seen and divorce myself from. Okay, yeah, that Canto bite scene was a little long or didn't <laughs> sure. go anywhere. <laughs> right, you know, right. Or whatever, you know, pick your complaint. The biggest thing about, you know, Last Jedi was whenever somebody says Luke starts the sentence with Luke, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to decimate you because Luke was always a disaster. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and if you didn't get that, you didn't get a lot of Star Wars, you right, know, and right. if you didn't like. But, you know, the one thing about, like, Last Jedi that I love more than anything is that the message that doesn't that people don't either they either didn't want to get or it just wasn't pronounced as well as it should be is the end of that movie shows you anybody could have saved the world and anybody could be a jet the next jedi and right. anybody could be you know that you know like broom boy i i know i'm gonna sound horrible here i i, I cried after broom boy you know yeah. like like i yeah. was like this is star wars to me right. you know the right. idea that you know now 
I thought it was very ominous to think, oh, you're going to wrap this up in one movie? And then obviously not having any idea what the fallout was going to be. I thought it was beautiful, and I thought it was a great, you know, movie. And, and you know, you want to go on cinematic merits or comedy merits, you know, that's every Star Wars movie. I mean, right. none of them have won the Oscar for Best Picture, you yeah, know, or yeah. even been nominated. So so it's not it's not that. It's, it's, you know, but yeah, so getting back to the original question, you know, yes, I think this, there's this amount of knowledge, particularly with the clubs is, is, is tough. And right. I'm not going to say it's bad or good. It's just tough. So let's take, you know, what we have these days. We right. have actual picture references in 4K yeah. delivered to our TV screens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when I first saw the duct tape on a stormtrooper, but it wasn't on VHS. You right. know, it yeah, was, it right. was definitely DVD or, or beyond. So now you've got, you know, the ability to pretty much dissect. And these Facebook groups are amazing. You know, we and they're and they're in many oftentimes run by people that have researched other costumes. So there's this great resource of people coming together and discovering things about the costumes. Question is, should they? Right. And what does that do for the barriers of entry and all that kind of stuff? And I think it's, you know, again, it's it's. It's definitely hitting the clubs right now, you know, because we have this opportunity to be perfect. Yeah. Um, do we wait to be perfect or do we make it and evolve? Yeah. And you know, I, I'll be very clear. My camp has always been make it and evolve. Yeah. Uh, Albin, our, our wonderful founder, mm -hmm. this past weekend posted a picture of himself in his Boba Fett costume with a Stormtrooper friend. Like, literally, from whenever, whenever early days of the 501st. Yeah, yeah. That costume would not get approved today. Right. And, 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 and there's no question it wouldn't get approved. And, and maybe it should, maybe it shouldn't. But the reality is we've, we've all progressed in a way that's positive towards creating something better. Right. That's something that I think needs to continue to live. So when we look at some of these costumes that are out there, there's a lot of costumes that are in the queues to be approved amongst many detachments. They're either missing some references here or there that may not be, you know, completely detrimental to the overall look, or 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 there's the opposite where we have where we know that this is this piece and it came from this thing and and you can get this thing. So why should we accept anything less? Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and there has to be balance. You know, there has to be balance. And I think one of the things is coming after two years of lockdown, you know, going to, the, and I don't know how many of the listeners have gone to their first con since lockdown, you mm -hmm. know, in, in a costume. But a lot of content happened over the time we were all locked up. A lot of people watched a lot of TV shows, not only Star Wars, Marvel, everything. And so there was a lot of people locked in making costumes. Right. And, and the club's, you know, our clubs are doing their diligence and, and, and doing the best they can to get CRLs out and whatnot. But it's a it's a hard process. But you're going to these cons and you're seeing these great costumes that we have yet to approve as a legion. And I think there's somewhere in between that we need to get to to make sure that we are the ones out there sponsoring these great costumes. You right, know, right. and, and that, that the people that are making these costumes that that first effort can find its find a home, especially if it's a high quality output. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talk about degrading quality. No, nobody's talking about degrading the quality of the costumes mm -hmm. we admit 
into the Legion or anything, but I think there's a a lot of you got to start somewhere and you got to make it accessible for people to start, or else you're gonna you're gonna narrow, you know, you're gonna gatekeep, and and that's a harsh. It becomes almost a harsh word, but and I don't think it's done with intention necessarily, but but it becomes the output, you yeah. know, of is is it ends up being you don't have these costumes represented in the Legion until someone makes a perfect one. Yeah. And and there's got to be an area in between because I get that. I understand that if you can make it per- perfect, why don't we make it perfect? Well, people come to this group for a lot of different reasons, you know, and one of the things we've been talking a lot about is the club is one club, but the reason for approaching the club, the only commonality is that you like Star Wars, you're 18 years old, and you've built a costume that's movie quality. Yeah. Beyond that, people come to the club for very different reasons. Right. Some come to make costumes. Yep. Like, and, and I fall a lot into that camp. The merch is nothing for me. You know, I, mm. I, I have a couple of patches and a couple of coins because they mean something to me. There's accomplishment of some sort or yeah. or a real – I'm not a trader. I'd also be very bad at it, so it's not I, – and I get that. But for me, it's it's about building costumes. Yeah. For someone, for someone else, it might be about building accurate costumes. Yeah. In, in other words, that highest level. And I have a mad amount of respect for them. Those folks that want to always get the centurion level, or always get the spearhead, or always get you know go to that highest, highest, highest level. That's not me. You know, I I, I want it to look like it popped off the screen. I do not have to have somebody put it under a microscope and have myself. It's it, but I I, I get it. And I understand that that could be one of the reasons why someone is in the Legion, and I yeah. respect it, and I want to fund it, you know, and, and, and with with support in any way you can. Then there's people that come to the Legion just for charity. Yeah. To your point, this is their mm-hmm. soup kitchen, mm-hmm. and 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 that's a great thing, um, because obviously we need leaders in charity, and 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 what we do is obviously it's it's a great byproduct, but it's 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 also what we're known for and and really makes everyone feel good. It makes you feel good in the costume, makes you feel good around the costume and, and gives us an, a great reason for being. Um, but, you know, identifying that there's all sorts of different reasons why people, and then they're the people that want merch, you know, they're the people that want to be collectors and they, sure. you know, and, and, and it stems from, you know, collecting these toys and <laughs> collecting, you know, and, right. and it's, it's, it's just a new extension of that. And, and then there are people that come because they need a social outlet and they don't have other social outlets. Yeah. And this is their home. And, you know, you want to make sure that everyone that comes for whatever one of those reasons can feel comfortable. And if they want to make another costume, you know, there can be people to help you do that. If you're going to want to go to another event, people to help you do that. And, you know, it's, it's just, again, it's a community. Yeah. And so you got to just understand there's all sorts of different reasons. And you might just be one of them or you might be one at different times, you yeah. know. Well, and, and the other thing that I know had come up in the discussions and again, the podcast itself isn't favoring, you know, one of the, one of the clubs. It's just that the people that I talk to, uh, all largely for the most part happen to be a part of the clubs. And what's funny is, is that you have people like Jackson Rupert, you have people like Ben Huckabee, you have people like Tim Harrison. These Mm -hmm. are people that are like, in my opinion, the, the best Best makers. Best makers in terms of yeah. like their skill set, right? And their the funniest, painting is I mean, it's just incredible. It's absolutely. a different level. And and their the funny part is is that like most of them like I think Tim I don't even know if Tim is a five oh first member. I think, I think he may have just gotten his, his Mando approved, I think. Okay. So but yeah. like yeah. right? Yeah. Like but how, yes, to how that point. Full, exactly. 
has he been yeah. for Mandalorians? Like, like he's probably at least seen almost every single one because people checked in with him. I did every to be single like, one. How does it look? What did I do yeah. wrong? You know, yeah. and Jackson's the same way. Ben ja- Jackson, I don't, I don't know. If there's, and I'll say this: I don't know if there's anybody that paints any better than he does. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. And and Period. and it's one of those things where those are people who just love doing it. Yep. And then we have a another side of it where, you know, and, and it's funny because most of the people that I talk to on this show, I don't know many people who have level one, level two, level three costumes. I think maybe mm-hmm. Hunter Smoke was one of my buddies. Like, right. I think he's like a level one or two, blah, blah, blah. But like, even he'll say, he's like, yeah, I did it because I could, but like, right, me, a level two biker scout. There's only two of us here in Michigan. Nice. I was the first one. And you know what Congratulations. happens, Justin? When I stand next to someone, they're like, you "Hey, your like biker, biker scout. scout." Yeah, your your biker scout looks cool. I'm like, "Yeah, it's level two. And they're like, "Cool." That's it. That that was the conversation. Yeah. That was the extent of the yeah. conversation. It was right? there was a great uh, meme out there with the uh, Nedry from Jurassic Park. I think you might have posted it. I even, did it. You know, yeah, I yeah. made it. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. I mean, and that's that's what it is. It's like you know. It's perfect because, hey, there's a level three TIE fighter pilot helmet. And they're like, hey, look, level three, level three. See, nobody cares. They're just going to call you Darth Vader anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. It, now, but here's the thing. I get it. I completely get that that, you know, that there are people that literally have their name as a TIE pilot and that's their thing. Yeah. And dude, mad respect because you've studied something. You're passionate about something. You, yeah. you have built it to a degree that no one else can. So mad props, just not me. So, so at the end of the day, I have mad props for you. Have mad props for me that I'm a costume collector. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and that's and that and that's I think one of those things that you know gets lost on forums and stuff like that. And a lot of these chats and, and you know when, when all of a sudden we all hide behind keyboards and aren't talking like you and I are talking right, right now is you know is 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 just you know one person says one thing and it offends the other person because it's just not them. When the reality is, if you sat and you had a beer together or pizza or whatever you want, you're you're gonna probably agree on the fact that hey, isn't Star Wars cool? Yeah, you know, no and, kidding. And, and and that and that's that. And right. you know, so I think of like all the, you know, as a, as a counselor, you know, and 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 the the five hundred first, you know, the people that I've sparred with online, and and it's like you know, the reality is we're all here for the same basic reason yeah. you know we, we love, love we star love wars it. and yeah, we built yeah, yeah. a costume that's why we're here so let's step back from like the harshness for five seconds and realize that we could actually probably we probably will get each other just your interest is a little different than mine what brought what brought us here was the same thing what we found in this may have been a little bit different and there's nothing wrong with what you think as long as you're okay with the fact that i might think i might be here for something else you know yeah. But yeah, it's 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 neat though. It's 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 I I I really do have a lot of respect for those guys that want to and girls and and everywhere in between that that want to um, you know take on one costume and 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 it's them. I mean, I think of we have two at least two, but two that come into the front of my mind. Leia dedicated people in our in our yeah. area, yeah, and they do it like better than anybody you know it's like to me they're leia you know yeah, like like right. they're leia and and they're obsessed with it and they get it perfect and it's 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 amazing i'm not good at that like yeah. I, i'm not i'm not an i'm not a good actor you know i, I like having a mask in front of me so my you know, you can see how dorky i am you know and so whenever <laughs> i have to like not have 
uh, or you know something covering my face it's like almost scary for me yeah. but but you know i think i think this dedication to a character it's the same as having a dedication to multiple characters it's just this is what you're identifying with this is what makes you you in here go for it yeah but if yeah. all of a sudden that turns into you saying well you did it wrong then that's where you've stepped over the line sure <laughs> you know? sure yeah and there and there has you know if you look at the kind of the history of of these clubs and Alvin's story. I'm still trying to get him on the podcast. I sent him a message. I'm hoping this will be the year, but you know, if you look at the time, he's so great to talk to. I mean, he's every interaction I've had with him online. is just like, he's just, he's just as wonderful as you'd expect that he would Mm -hmm. be. Um, But you know, you look at the history of these clubs and you think that what this was at the time that, you know, there were a lot of people and maybe you can speak a little bit to this because you're of that group, but there were also people who saw Star Wars in the late 70s that were in there, like, they were 12, 14, 13, when, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we're literally talking, you're dazed and confused, there were dorks and there were jocks. <laughs> That's and that, true. And that group, and those people were not the same. Right. And there were people that, you know, got got treated poorly because comic books and all that stuff was not seen as desirable. It was not seen right. as pop culture, right? And nope. when they, when, when I had first joined my garrison, I'm like everyone who joins, I join, I, I'm asking if we can redesign the logo. I'm like, Hey, I want to make 19,000 shirts, you know? And, and it kind of ruffled some of the other members because sure. I come in here with just a bazooka of energy and, and there's kind of this, like, there's a little bit of standoffish to be like, Hey, listen, we had to carry the water for this franchise mm-hmm. before Star Wars was cool. And yep. now that The Force Awakens has come out and it's the most, you know, highest earning movie of all time at the time, right? Right. Okay, now the 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 it's cool to like Star Wars. And I know that they're not thinking about that, but I think for a lot of people this was their this was their club that they had to fight for. This Absolutely. was their, their club that they they stood, you know, arm in arm and felt connected to other people because it was not cool to say in your workplace, I own a stormtrooper. People would be like, <laughs> why don't you go do real stuff, you weirdo? Right. And right. and and I have, you know, kind of leaned into that. It sounds like you have too. Oh, definitely. A lot of people just kind of lean into it now. And it's like, yo, I, I, I am who I am. Life's too short to not be happy. Um I think there's a lot of truth to everything you're saying there, you know, and I I remember, I I think it was either uh, Chris Covers or or Albin that told me, you know, there were, there was a point in time where many of us became zip codes. So we're five digit numbers, right? And so it it actually got me to thinking of exactly where you're at is, well, what was it like, you know, when, when there was, it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. And you didn't have the numbers and you didn't, you know, and then your club, you know, or the clubs triple in size between 2015 and now. Right. You know, triple. So you're talking about a, a time where probably more people were closer to my age, um, closer to my skin color, demographic, everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and very, very different times. And now all of a sudden you have as many 24-year-olds in this club as you do 42-year-olds. Yeah. Statistically fact. 
and so you got two things you can either and 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 i'm always i've i've now gotten to an age i mean i'm 49 years old now and which i can't even still believe but i'm, I'm 49 <laughs> years old and you know i when i go to i've had a number of jobs i've had one career my entire life but you know many different jobs and and you know the last one is i'm 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 a i'm the boss you know sure, sure. and you end up seeing that when you get to the uh, a new place, your workforce is younger, mm-hmm. much more diverse, yeah. you know, and, and into a lot of different things. And you have two choices. You can force your agenda on them. Right. Or you can listen to them and find a new agenda together. Yeah. And I think that some of the things that are hurting the clubs, if there's anything that's hurting the clubs at this point in time, is you've got a very, very, very strong mix of people that come from very, very different time periods. I mean, look, I'm a Gen Xer. No one talks about us. They talk yeah. about my parents, which are boomers, and they talk about millennials, millennials which, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> Gen, Gen Z, Z yeah, X, yeah. Y, whatever. You know, and you know, one of the things that, to you know, I'll say this for a career, is you have to be able to have a workforce of a diverse age and understand what brings each one of them to the table and what yeah. are their motivations. You know, my father was one of those people that worked at one place, right. you know, worked at one place. And, right. you know, by the time I get in there, I was like, I remember saying, Hey dad, I'm thinking about go- going to another company. He's like, are you out of your mind? You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, that was like one other company, you know, yeah. where I've got my, all these friends that are getting promoted a lot better than me and they're jumping all over the place. Sure, you know? sure. And so, so understanding how you're going to work with a workforce that is coming from a different generation area, different cultural backgrounds, different diversity backgrounds, you know, and 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 including everyone in the discussion and being proud that you've got people that are walking in with this fervor like you walked into the club yeah you know yeah that doesn't need to be tamed doesn't need to be cut off it needs to be fostered sure and there's ways to do things you know there's rules you know and i think that there are people that look at our rule set is how how do we make sure that we can keep discipline at a certain place to make sure nobody breaks the rules mm-hmm. and then there's those that are like well it's just a costume club you yeah. know and and so you should let people well the reality is again somewhere in between you know we have to have rules we have we are multi you know multi nationed club in in every state and 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 we have a very 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 cooperative ip owner which right. remember they yeah. own all of it they tell us to cut it off there's They're not gonna. much we yep. can do, yep. you know, and, and so, so the idea of, of that I would say is we need to make sure we're fostering you <laughs> walking into the club. Like I walked into the club, all just like you, all this energy. Oh my God, I make, want to make 600 costumes and <laughs> I want to do 25 <laughs> troops a week and, yeah. you know, like all this kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, there is, I, I had someone too. slow your roll, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I just I think that we have to kind of manage it in a way that that you know as leaders in this and you've you've been command staff as well as you know listen to those that are coming in and and understand what's their motive for being there are they costume collectors are they merch collectors are they just there for the charity are they and ensure that you are providing good customer service regardless of the reason that they're there right. You know, right. but uh, yeah, I, th- I think that I think that most of it comes with the, yeah, they were they were holding on to this for a long time. Yeah, they kept it alive. 
Yeah. And we owe them a lot. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to move on. For sure, you know? sure. And, yeah. and, and, and grow. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, my biggest fervor with all of the clubs is I just want to see it grow. I want right. to, see, you know, how do you, how do you increase your charity? Grow the club. Yeah. So, you know, all this talk about new costumes and the 501st and, you know, all these gray areas that we should be including, you know, and, and Albin will tell you when he gets on the the podcast, he'll tell you that, you know, one of the biggest regrets is that this wasn't all Star Wars, you know, right. that, that there had to be these multiple clubs. Well, now there are multiple clubs. Yeah. We all have to work together. Yeah. Because guess what? Customer, the kid, the charity, the hospital, they just want Star Wars. Right. And we got to give them Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's a hard you know, that is a hard truth for, for a lot of people to to swallow who have been in this group. Because, you know, and part of it, a huge reason that I think that for me myself, right, I have my own insecurities about my body type. And, you know, I'm 5'8", I'm right? So like, I'm 5'8", too. So yeah, right? So, we're, like, we're you know, same. I stand next to, you know, my one buddy who's 6'2", and I'm, like, supposed to be the, you know, the crown jewel <laughs> Mandalorian, and right. I look up, and he's, like, a 6'2", stormtrooper. Ah, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and in, in, in all of that, it's really interesting because I, I give so much credit for people who just own it. Like, yeah. who, who go out there dressed as Han Solo, and people are like, hey, look at this guy and he's like hey kid i'm on solo you're like that's great that's awesome you know i love that um you know because i've always kind of like liked the the the, same as you you put a mask on you get to kind of like just kind of take on that role of whoever that character is and so you know there there was that i i had such envy for people who would would get a you know snow speeder pilot and sure not have a lightsaber so they were just kind of a generic <laughs> they were just rebel. no speeder pilot yeah, yeah 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 you know i like i'm like That's... i've got my blue squadron pilot i love that outfit because i can just walk around and be in star wars but no one seems to care <laughs> yeah right it's it's just it's a cool thing so i think yeah i mean there there is a lot you know and i and i hope that anyone who's listening you know this conversation is probably more for the people who have been in the clubs and just understand that you know if if maybe you you walked up to the door you join some of the you join some of the forums. You join some of the Facebook groups, and you know I don't. It's hard because like I don't I don't like apologizing for people, hmm. um, but I can certainly say that the good and the people and the good people that I've met within this club have far outweighed the crusty people that I've met, and you can't have eleven thousand people. You're going to have crusty people. You're, I might be one of the crusty people on one certain day. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it, that's, again, with growth, you're going to get everything. Yeah. And the idea is everything. And to your point, I don't care what color you are, what race you are, what, what orientation you are. If you're rocking Han Solo and you're rocking it, rocking it for yourself, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. And that's what we should be looking to have, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's, is it's, Again, it, you have to be 18 years old. You have to make the movie accurate, you know, or to the CRL or to the standards costume and and participate. That's it. You know, that's yeah. it. And, and, and then you're just bringing you. And I tell you, we have we have a, a, a couple of members that come to mind that they just they are just in it, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I can also tell you that it's it's clearly I, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's not as big of a part of my life because I've got a lot of other things that are happening on. But it's clearly 90% of their life. And I think of, you know, some of the things that happen or that you've heard of happening, 
you know, and, and this is this isn't just to the five of first or to any, it's every social club on this planet. You right. know, it's not like there is all of a sudden a hierarchy and then there's all of a sudden gatekeeping and, 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 and someone thinks that this person doesn't fit their mold. And the reality is, will you really want to be the person that crushes something that's 90% of their life? Yeah. Yeah. Because of your opinion of that, right. what they are, you know, right. and, and just step back yeah. and realize that this is meant to be, very, very positive. Yeah. And and I think that the more and more people that we get on that train, the more and more it's going to happen. Right. You know, and the more, and, 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 and you know, we want to be open and inviting. And you have to make a really damn nice costume. Sure. You know, there it's not going to be cheap and it's not going to be a gimme and it's not going to, we don't want to change the standards of what we do. We just want to make sure that the customer that's seeing it is with is is kind of at the same line that we are from a, from a minimum perspective. You know, they think it dropped out right off the screen. Right. As long as they think it dropped right off the screen, customers satisfied. We raise money for charity. We all have a good time, and we grow our numbers. You yeah, know? and that. And that that's a that's a perfect way to well you know I've got a segment of course I, I got a segment <laughs> but you know it's a it's a great thing to talk about because I know that some people have either had a tough experience with you know and and I I feel bad for our, our GMLs uh, and oh if, if you're wondering what a job. You know, what a, a a GML is is that is the garrison member liaison so that is your first door into the 501st Legion, into the Rebel Legion, is that your costume has to get judged to meet the criteria, which is the costume reference library. It's the CRL. It's kind of the gold standard for every costume. And, you know, what's what's tough about it is that it's so easy to get emotional in it because oftentimes you've spent so much time. Or money. More time than maybe for some people mm-hmm. as an adult you've ever spent, Right. And yep. it's kind of like, you know, the funny part is I've sometimes drawn this parallel where you beat a video game and you spend 60 hours beating this video game, <laughs> right. right? And if you're like a parent or you've got a full-time job and you're like slaving away at this thing because like you only get two hours to play a night and I got to play this RPG at 90 hours or whatever. And you get to the end of it. And it tells you, like, congratulations, you've beat it 60%. You're like, screw that. What? Like, I don't <laughs> right. care. I, I beat the game. I beat the I, game. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and and so you kind of have this initial, like, reaction to be like, you're you're kind of crapping all over what I earned, you know. Right. And right. so people will spend a lot of money or, God forbid, they, you know, they, they something isn't approvable and it's like a heavy thing, right? Like, right. hey, I hate to say, but like we, you know, you cut the shoulders too short. Uh, right. uh, I can't fix it. I have to get a new chest. Right. Oh my God. Right. So it like, it can very easily turn into, th- this is, you know, like th- it's a leak. A negative. So, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's like, and I can empathize with that. And, and I feel great because, you know, our GMLs are like, they're so encouraging. They're like, oh, you're so right. close. And like, it's going to feel amazing when you've got it. And, you know, but I can, I can see the other side of it. I can understand, yeah. you know, the first time I ever submitted my, my biker scout, um, my flak jacket was like just wrong. Yeah. I just had these like, yeah. these like nineties Jinko, you know, <laughs> sleeves on this thing. And, and I was like, they're like, Hey, yeah, sorry. Like the, you know, you really got to do this and this and this. And I remember looking at these pictures that I got, my friend was a photographer. So he took these like amazing pro photos of my biker scout and i sent him in being like 
piece of cake, Sian Endor. <laughs> and I got this like list back that was like, you got to fix this. You gotta... And I remember yeah. my initial reaction was, <gasps> but the way that my GML, John responded was, he goes, you so close. And this is, these are just like dumb little right. details that we right. have to focus on because I want this to be your most awesome work. Right. And I'm like, I've come way too far to not just do these damn things. You know what I mean? And so I think that, you know, it, there is that part of it where you have to have a little bit of humility too, because now you're, 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 you're being not... judged. It's, it's, and, and a lot of people don't, you know, I mean, I was a photography minor and you went through critique every Thursday, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was not fun. Right. It was not a pleasant experience. It wasn't like they're just, I mean, I got my, what, this is my favorite shot I've ever taken by ever. Well, it was horrible. And wh why? Well, your composition, and you go through critique, yeah, and it's yeah. like, holy sh Screw no. you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the good part, though, you know, for us is, it, it, and it's going back on that CRL thing, you know, we have a nice written and photograph standards that are better than any club in the 501st. And, and, and you know, I'll say it because I've said it to Bill Holmes a million times. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the, it's the. The Achilles heel of the Rebel Legion at this point is there are no standards. Right. You know, like when I judged your costume, I judged it based on the CRL, you know, and and, uh, you know, with the subtle changes for, for the, the next season. Right. But, you know, it, it's 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 not an easy job, but it can be beneficial when you approach it the way you're talking about having a, a GML that is truly going to be encouraging you know, that, listen, this is the way it's written. I'm not being, um, you know, subjective in any way. It's, 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 this is, this is it written like this, it's photographed like this, and, and you didn't do it. And therefore, yeah. it, that's, that's part of the, that's the barrier. And that's, and, and I think that the issue is, look, GML is, is also gotta have a little bit of human resources side to them, you know? Yeah, right. Gotta be good at judging, that's for sure. But, but relaying the message and how and you gave like the perfect example if when that's the message you're going to be proud yeah you know you're going to be proud we're going to be proud to have you you know you hear horror stories where it's not like that but sure. you know we we haven't i, I got to tell you i've gotten feedback on every costume i've ever submitted there was only one one my shore trooper was the only one that ever went through without it was just like i like what you did here great approved <laughs> every single other one that i've done is has had many many notes and you know, I think the GML job is hard, but, you know, the the good part is you have the ability to go to a detachment to, you know, if, if you need to. And, and, you know, a lot of the GMLs, you know, need to use that resource more because Mandalorian's one. You know, Mandalorian's been one that it's it's a it's a tough CRL. There's a yeah. lot of little pieces and there, and there are a lot of costumes that have a lot of little pieces. I mean, you could have just the arrow darts wrong and in the in the you know piston right. And all of a sudden, you know, it gets tossed back to you. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these arrow darts? No one can even see the arrow darts. Yeah, right, they're in right. the CRL. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, it, it's 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 definitely it, it, it's a tough job. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a tough job. It's definitely one of those jobs that that, you know, the best support for it is a well-written standard. Right. And and and. But I think that one of the things that the Legion should do better um, at, at a Legion level, not at a garrison level, but at a Legion level, is is create a, a welcoming series of videos or text or whatever that really prepare a member in a very personal way for this is what's going to happen, a prospective member, this is what's going to happen through this process. This is how you do the process. And, and you know, I, I've seen 
many garrisons that do these things, and they just need to be brought up to the Legion level that, you sure. know, oh, so you want to join a Star Wars club. Well, here's what you're going to expect, and here's what the judging <laughs> process is going to be like. And we're going to more than likely find something that, that's not perfect. Very few people get in without without this, but that is the pride of being in this thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and, a hard job. Well, we <laughs> and, and I think when it comes down to accuracy, you know, this is something that I, I talk about. Because it's like, you know, I had, I had Frank Ippolito on the show. Yeah. This is the guy who actually made yeah. Moff Gideon, who yep. actually made Fennec Shant, who actually yep. made, you know, Lang, and who actually made these characters that we see on the show. And, you know, there 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 is these parts where you go, and I told him, I said, you know, Frank, the reason that we obsess over this stuff is because we want to honor the work yeah. that either you think was important or wasn't important, right? And that And that's kind of like chasing down why people like tuba chris and and why there's mickey of the of the pathfinders is like they mm -hmm. obsess they love this costume yeah. so much and so like they want to see people get on that level and i think it's great you know and but it but it does it just you know you kind of go back and forth it's a it's a complete cycle of trying to figure yeah, out Yeah, i mean to me to me the, you know we kind of get back on the you know should you do it even though you can do it nowadays with all the materials we have if it, I, I'm a three foot rule person, yeah. you know, yeah. and and that makes judging in the Rebel Legion for me a little bit easier. I know what goes into the costumes, and so when the the ones that I have to judge, I've made most of them, you know, right. and and you know, it, it three feet, if it looks good, five feet, ten feet, sure. you know, if it looks like it it's right, and you can tell that it's right, that's that's good enough for me to get going yeah. for someone, you know, and and so. You know, and it, but it's but I get the other side of it. I get the other side. Of it. And it's it's again, it's this balance that we're gonna have to further create between this idea of what's level one and what's level three. And I, I by the way, I also think it's great to have level one and level three. If you're if your level one is basically level three light, you know that's a that doesn't create a lot of dynamics for people that want to go that extra mile over time. You right. know. B, it, it holds up the process, and that's that's my bigger problem is that I, I just – I don't want to see the – I want to see us – we're going to have more costumes yeah. in the next three years than yeah. we may have today. Yeah. Like lit, and there are people that want to make that, that Tuscan already, yeah, you know? Right. Right? Right. The Chieftain, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's pretty freaking cool. It is so cool. And I <laughs> – You know? And I love that, and I think that's where, that's where we need to remind ourselves um, that, you know, there is – you know, we – and we are chasing – we are chasing leaders of this industry, yes. right? Because yes. you also have to look at, you know, the incredible work that was done on Dune. You have to mm -hmm. look at the incredible work that was done on The Martian, the same yep. guy, the same studio yeah, that made all those yeah. suits. You know, it's, it's insane. Um, but then there is that part where we have been so blessed to have people who have worked on the show are now part of, you know, you see their names kind of yeah. pop up or like they'll just kind of, hey, try this instead. Ooh. You know, like, oh, my gosh, that, you know, like Shauna said something, you know, Shauna Tripsick said something in the Mandalorian group. Like, what did she say? What did she say? Right. And and it's really it's really cool to see that we we have this like second opportunity uh, to come around to it because mm -hmm. you have people who have been with Lucasfilm forever. Doug Chang and all these of amazing people. Um, but but Doug's got better stuff to do than <laughs> than poke around in the Facebook right. group over what people right. are arguing about. Like, oh, it's not. It's Montana Black Storm. Ah! You know, it's like they, 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 you got stuff to do. Yes. Um, and so it's really I, I I try to 
send messages and I try to be nice to kind of people um, to say, hey, thank you, of course, for putting up with our ridiculous membership. But also, um, I, I don't want to say carry the water for those people. But, you know, if if someone, I think I did it this morning. I kind of barked at someone this morning <laughs> um, because the person said like, oh, I can't believe, like, did you see that Boba's armor flexed? <laughs> and, did. and like me and Luke Daly kind of like had a little like laugh about it. We're like, does this person not know that this has been like, like all pretty much armor on screen has been this way right. since the real right. one? Oh yeah, no, it's all it's uh, it's all rubber. Yeah. It's all your thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. this person like went online in this group and just like outed themselves as being like, oh yeah, I don't care enough to learn. I right. just want to share my opinion. Right. You know, and I like, but. I, it, and a part of me it does, was like, it, do, should, should I have barked at him? But at the same time, I'm like, no, it's insulting to people who a know lot of more work. than this person who felt that their opinion was so important to share. I'm like, you're right. you're going to chase these people away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just, I'm like, we, we should be cool with them. Like, I, I trust me, I have opinions about some of the costumes. Yeah. I, I I like there's stuff that I love and there's stuff that I don't love, but like, sure, I'm not, I wasn't in, you said it great, Justin, you, you didn't go into that. Like that's right. you chose to go to a different line of work. I, we that's build right. these for fun and there's stuff that, you know, we're like, Oh, I would have done this different. It's like, well, you know what? You weren't at work. That's at right. Lucas. You weren't building the, you know, you ain't that's right. working at legacy effects, you know? So it's just I feel like we have to come back around to it. And yeah, it's, it, the one thing that one of those things that we all forget as these costume makers is that we're making costumes to literally walk around a convention in or troop at hospitals and everything. These are made for five seconds on screen. Yeah, you know. And yeah. and in the case of the rubber, it's very simple. It's for stunts. It's you know, it's it's for con. You know, you can cast them real quick, and you know, and and there's comfort because these guys, you know, they're actors. They're not wear them all day. They yeah. So, so, you know, so it's, it's in that, and that's come a long way from hard ABS and, and, you know, it's just like anything else, the technology is going to change. And, you know, the, you know, one of those other challenges that we have is there's a lot of stunt costumes that are now face costumes, you know, yeah. like Din Djarin. I, I don't know, you know, I, I mean, this is again, this is weeds, but, you know, how many times during season two did you see that very flexible stunt helmet in a, in a hero shot? <laughs> right, you know, it's like. Right. Like I would have changed out the helmet, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, yeah, it's it's it's. First of all, it's it's amazing that these makers. First of all, that so many of them are coming from us, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think of Drew. I think there's a lot of people, and then we've got this. Just again, you named Jackson. Tim, there's there's an entire group. I mean, I have this lovely patch that that's called Mando Bros on my my sleeve. It's 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 some of the best Mandalorian makers that have a group that we talk all the time and share techniques and whatnot. To your point, not everybody's a club person. You yeah. know, they a lot of them are makers of armor for you know a lot of people. I mean, John Stark. You know, a lot lot just lots of great people out there that are right. that are making this stuff. And then some of them eventually go to work for these you know these companies yeah and then yeah. you mentioned luke you know luke is one of the, luke I remember, I remember when i bought my first 3d printer and i, I called up luke and said hey I, I don't care what you tell me just tell me what printer to buy and i'm just buying it because whatever you use i'm sure i'll be yeah, fine I'm into with, it. you know right. yeah i want like, those completely results into it. yeah yeah i want those and, and and to to this day this 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 helmet that I, I i printed this death watch helmet that i just printed I printed on my Lulz bot that Luke told me to get, you know, and it's it's been my number one printer out of all of them forever. It's my yeah. go-to. Yeah. So 
so yeah, it's, it, we're all very fortunate to have each other. And I think, you know, the, the idea of sharing it, you know, in these Facebook groups, it's great. Because, yeah, you get that person that enters just like, enter, enters the chat and doesn't respect the fact that everyone else has been there the whole time. And kind of comes in like you or me came into the clubs. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And, 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 and the point is it's just all got to be a mutual respect. Yes, you didn't know. That's, that's cool. So we're going to point you to where you can find out, you know, because there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. We're here to help you catch up on it. But right. on the other hand, this conversation is going to keep going, right. you know. And, and you know, that's uh, – uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I've learned – 99.9% of what I now know how to make on these Facebook groups and yeah. a lot of the names you mentioned and yeah. sharing, you know, I mean, I look at, you know, C-3PO is my favorite character to dress up as, you know, because sure. it's, it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, I think of making that costume and, and, and I, I, I did want to ask a little bit about 3PO. Okay. Can we talk about 3PO? Like 3PO, oh, yeah. I, I know I see him back there and I feel bad because <laughs> this is an audio No one podcast. else can see him. <laughs> uh, but but I, I, I love I love his character. I yeah. love that he has kind of been the... He's been steady in yeah. all of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yep. There's like something... He is one of the most identifiable characters. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this costume for people sure. who have always respected it, but I don't think there's a lot of people who ever think to build them. And so when you see one, it is just the coolest thing, in my opinion. Like, tell, is, so, so you, you get the costume, and then what happens? By the way, I, I'm also I'm also gonna say that I catch myself in the mirror after I put it on, and I can't believe it's me. <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things that it it completely transforms you, and and a lot of the movements and stuff are actually a result of the restrictions of the suit right you know so so everybody's like oh you move like 3p i was like i don't know if there's any other way you can move in this sure thing. sure i didn't make the one that i have another guy actually near your neck of the woods made it who is that he's i don't know if he's michigan or if he's ohio but he's he's in the mid midwest somewhere wait hang on, hang on. is this is it is it kurt heidenberg yes it is it is yes oh thank, my god thank okay. goodness. sorry kurt no 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 kurt is Kurt is a buddy of mine. There you go. We see he, that's what this does. He, oh my gosh. Small this world. Is, I'm actually going to tell him that we had this conversation. Well, bottom line is he made it, and but making a three PO doesn't matter who made it. You're making it about ten times every every week because you, you you have to know how to chrome. You have to know how to do all this, or else or else you're going to have a very mismatched set after a period of time of things breaking. But you know, I, I this costume that I have, you know, was most of the pieces were made by Chris Bartlett. Yeah. Know? Yeah. TK409. And and he is now the wearer of the suit on, on the more official basis. And he's yeah, a million right. characters. And he's one of us. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's a Disney performer. He's one of us. And, yeah. And that's just, it's it's really neat to see. So, you know, those when you come and you enter this this environment and these discussions, whether online, whether... Facebook groups, whether it's forums and the clubs or whatever, you're entering a community, you know, and you're entering in something that if you want to bring it to a very ridiculously high level, you may get recognized and you may be making these costumes one day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really great point. I think that the, the love of even like where I've kind of ended up, right. It's like, I got into costuming and really 
what happened for me is like I kind of fell in love with just this community of like as an artist Same. and a designer. Yeah. That's what my day job is. I'm yeah. a creative director. And this kind of like gave me a second creative community to be a part of because it was so I just felt like I'm in I'm in a graphic design form. And, I'm, <laughs> and it's just like, man, over and over again. And I just felt like I was seeing the same stuff kind of be regurgitated in the same conversations over and over. And this hobby just really and I kind of found my place as being someone who was comfortable talking to people who understood kind of through my background in, in marketing and being able to talk to people. It's like, if I'm going to be a person in this community that's projecting stories and sharing stories, I'm cool with that too, because yeah. I love building um, as a, as a maker, I love building too, but I'm just fascinated by people who I look up to and I respect. Absolutely. And I want to share that story because I realized that there isn't, I realized there wasn't really an outlet to be able to talk about that. And, no. and through, through the charity work and through what people were doing, I'm like, this is, we got to talk about this stuff. And that's kind of where I ended up, how I ended up doing the podcast and doing all that. So oh, it's, fantastic. It, it's been really cool just being a part as a, as a, as a club member and just meeting other people that I've, I'm inspired by. And I think well, really at this point, found, after, I mean, I don't know how much of your livelihood revolves around Hondo supply, <laughs> but, but you're servicing everybody. You know, you're, you must be getting to meet everybody through your talent of creating these really incredible badges, you yeah. know, and, and, and tokens and stuff. It's, it's really, really, I mean, just to, to your credit, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, and, and it, it's, it, I, I'm, very happy to be a customer. I I intend. I still gotta get the galaxy, the Galactic Star Cruiser stuff from you. I gotta. We gotta that do out. that. We'll do that. Yeah, I gotta. Sure. I gotta. I, I just owe you <laughs> pictures and bios and stuff. But sure. but uh, it, it, it you know to see someone take advantage of the um the niche that that lives around it is yeah. neat. And you've done a you you've done a great job. And there's others that have done such a great job. Whether they're makers of props, I mean, because you know we're talking about. We're the makers. I don't. I don't sell anything. You know, sure, I, sure. I I don't sell any um anything I make. Um, in fact, I give end up giving away pretty much every three D print that goes wrong for me to somebody. And but you know, for those that have been able to find an incredible little career around this, it's. It, I mean, they're just. It's. It's really special. You know, and and there it shows that there are a million different niches to this this fan base to this community that that can be serviced and. It, it, the next person could be listening, you know, and could be you. If you've got something to bring, bring it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what's really cool about about this community is, I I feel like we hold each other up. I feel like we're excited. Yeah. Um, we're excited to see, you know, I've I've been really lucky to kind of gain the trust of some other people, and and some of these people are some of these people got projects in the works. Yeah, and I'm not going to say anything, but it just makes me excited for them because there's just totally. something, you know. It's like it's like you see people that um, you see people that have worked and worked and worked and worked yep. on something, and it's weird because, and you you understand, you know, this is a necessary evil, Justin. Yeah, it's like we we have influencers. Of course. And we have these people who kind of get all the, you know, who who talk the most and get all the, the shares and, you know, who, who have figured mm -hmm. out how to do social. And then it shocks me, though, that there are people like Dirty Rogue, Ben Huckabee and, yeah. and Jackson. It's like the fact that these people don't have like 10,000 <laughs> followers 
just because of how talented they are blows my mind. And that part of it is like, that's what motivates me to be like, how can I help get you to where yeah. I, th I think that you should be, you know? And it's really cool when it starts to kind of pay off, you know? And it's I think, I think that's a, an amazing, you know, perspective of this. And I think that this, the idea of helping each other, you know, is, is something that, we need more of, yeah. you know, yeah. and, I mean, in the world, but, you know, in Star Wars, definitely, you know, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, first of all, there, there's some folks that, you know, have done an incredible thing with the influencing thing. And I will say that is a talent. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned Jen and, you know, Jen and I have been friends for a long time before she was trooper mom, you sure, know, sure. and, and, you know, in this pandemic, I, I, I mean, I remember talking to her, Jeremy, and I think. Outing, but I think both of them, you know, were were at home for a while. Um, yeah. And and you know, I remember we did a Rebel Legion coin toss for Rebelthon. It was rare, relatively early in the pandemic. And I remember I had asked Jen if she would do one of the coin tosses, and she's like, "Oh my God, nobody's asked me to do anything." I was like, oh, "Well, that's what we're here for. Is we're here to <laughs> you know." So, so you know, what started out for as a, as a garrison thing for us, I I ended up trying to network around the United States and. Get a coin toss, you know, and it sounds so trivial and stupid now, but you know, one of these coin toss videos, and yeah. I think it was still the best one though. But you know, it, it, and and we all kind of met each other, and we were in this video together. And I've met people subsequently from that that you know, oh, we were in a video together. Oh yeah, we sure were. You right. know, but Jen wasn't. You know, Jen in this trooper mom thing and this TikTok thing that's taken off her. She gets it because she puts together one cool story every yeah. week, you know, yeah. and it came up with this little niche of a something. I walked Disney World with her and, and Jeremy and literally like every 10 feet, someone's stopping her and recognizing her as Trooper Mom. So I think this influencing thing, you know, is 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 one of the things that I think is paying off for some people. And, and to your point, there are those that don't have as big of a megaphone for themselves, you know, and, and the idea of you helping those folks with the megaphone Listen, anything I can do to help, I would love to help those as well. Sure. Because they, they deserve, they de if that's what they want, they deserve, you know, to be recognized. Um, so Kurt sold it to me. Um, it came in and I fasted for a week just to make sure it would fit. Yeah. And I tried it on and it fit. And it's, you know, it's, it's fiberglass. Okay. The chest is fiberglass. The arms are 3D printed. The shoulders are 3D printed. The legs are fiberglass, and I've actually upgraded a number of uh, brass parts. Okay. And, but I'm keeping that very light because I, a friend that lives in Rhode Island has one, and he did all brass, and his arm weighs more than my entire kit. Oh, geez, yeah. So, so, so it's one of the few costumes that is bolted onto your body. Oof. It is one of the costumes that, number one, it's becoming less that you have to have a certain body type because you can 3D print it successfully from other body types. Okay. I have, there is a guy that did a triple zero in New York. He's six foot something huh. and a, a fairly decent sized build. So um, there's some amazing free files uh, on Thingiverse. Jesse M, I think is his name, and made these great files um, that you could you can print 3PO, but mine is, uh, is mostly a TK409 kit. Um and so, yeah, putting this thing on is it's it's a forty minute ordeal wow. for me. Yeah, um, yeah, it starts with the shorts are actually ABS and they're in two parts, and you you put them on with a belting thing, and you have suspenders that keep them up because basically the shorts 
the legs on mine with Velcro to the shorts. Got it. Yeah. So they they're held up above your uh, uh, top of your feet by the shorts, which and yeah, and so then you bolt the chest on, so it's like a big deep breath. Two bolts on the side, two bolts in the collar. And I mean, my biggest fear is that one of those bolts will give at some point or, or, or strip and I'll never be able to take the dang suit off, oh, yeah. you know, or, or, or have to break it to get it off. Sure. Um, but yeah, so you do you do the legs first, then the, the upper torso, then you you do the shoulder uh, cups and then slide on each arm. Then they just slide. And, you know, and by that point, you're like that. And then the helmet comes next and. And and then the hands, and then you look in the mirror, and you are a golden robot. Oh my gosh! Some of the coolest things. I mean, you know, when you're in a costume, it's it's great because you hear what everybody's saying around you. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, is there a person in there? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, 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 the idea that you still pull off this mythical thing that Anthony talks about a lot was you know it, he was shunned almost in the first uh, the early on because they didn't want to let somebody know it wasn't a robot so his yeah. name wasn't in there and yeah. uh, you know was, and 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 so you know he, he really didn't get to participate and have the fun that the other actors were having because they wanted to keep this myth that this 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 maybe was a working a, droid a, this yeah. was a working droid <laughs> right and and yeah so it's it's hard to move in. The longest I've ever been in the costume um, was Star Lord. It was Celebration on Sunday in Chicago, um, where Kurt and I um, went and I, I, I made it a point that I wanted to meet him. Sure. Um, we met up on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, and the idea was that we would go meet Anthony together. Okay. And so he waited in line. We talked the whole time, and, and we met Anthony together, and... It was it was a neat moment because he had put all this love and labor into creating this costume, and I know what that's like because right. I'm a costume maker too. Right. And you know, to make this costume, you know, you have to sand it, you have to prime it, you have to sand it again, you have to wet sand it down to a a, a shiny level of primer yeah. before you send it in to either get vacuum metalized or if you decide to do spray chrome. And I do spray chrome, so everything that I've broken and or had to replace has been spray chromed at this okay. point. Um, but but it's it, when we talk about communities and and other you know like community you know this is one community and there's a lot of sub communities yeah the three PO community is just amazing and you you've seen this firsthand because I had those badges made right and we right, just right. lost the three PO yeah know? yeah and and which was just really sad and 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 a big loss for all of us because I thought he was one of the best you know at doing it and. You know, it's 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 just very supportive, very very much. Um, the you know, I, I guess we didn't really talk about, it, but you know, the first action figure I ever saw in my entire life was the little golden C three PO. Sure, yeah, I held it in my hand. That was like the first time I held an action figure of something I've seen on a TV screen yeah. in hand. And and you know, I've had the fortune at this point to perform twice in front of um, Anthony and and um, once for Chris. You know, and to get that validation and sure. to have a conversation, yeah. you know, it's a character that's meant a lot to me because you're right. He was just always there, you yeah. know, and, you, and, and then he gets his mind wiped and he's always there again. I mean, right. hell, uh, you know, Uncle Owen had to buy him twice, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, but it's, it's a very special character and it shows like how a costume and a person can relate. So I guess if, you know, I talk about the people that are into their costume, that's mine, you know, and, keeps me thin 
Sure, yeah, I got, I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Were you I, in the I, cut I, for something? No, yeah, I mean, like, and that's, by the way, that's where I get the heckling at work. It's like, so you're on a diet because you only weigh 150 pounds? Like, no, I got to fit in a costume. And they're like, oh, uh, that's, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. no, trust me, it's not for being healthy. <laughs> no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it is literally because I, if, if I don't fit in it, it's, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, 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 there's nothing like going out with, you know, all right. So I made Vader and when you're, I'm five, eight and, yeah, and I'm yeah. six, three or six, four in the costume. Cause sure. I've made it that way. But you know, when you go out as Vader, it doesn't matter who else is out there in, unless it's three PO or Chewbacca, everybody's just attracted to you immediately. Yeah. You know, when you go out as three PO with, a, with an R2 unit, oh, that's it. Yeah. That that's the it. coolest. People are smiling and it's just a neat experience. So yes, I love that costume. So let me also ask you this, cause I'm just, I'm curious that it, we have a couple different iterations of 3PO, right? We have yes. the Tatooine sandblasted version. We yes. have the, you know, cause we, we see him in various states, right? You probably rec- don't recognize him because of his red arm, but, but <laughs> more so, you know, is there, is how does that process work for how well, you you three POs kind of you know pick which one you want to be, or is it kind of? It's kind of not existent there. It's not okay. like Vader and whatnot. So yes, there are folks. Gordon Tarpley's obviously a three PO expert, and yep. and his you know he could tell you. I think his Empire might be New Hope, but um, mine's cast off a Don Post. Um, yeah, I think that's where Chris got the original mold or or, or scan or whatever at the time was off of a Don Post. Um, statue i i believe it was of a new hope okay so so you know but the finish if you want to totally a new hope it i mean you look at that thing it's beaten to hell yeah right my finish of mine is closer to um uh revenge of the sith sure than than anything else because it's just pure chrome i actually want to get it dirty but every time i think about weathering it up i i, I kind of pull back for a second yeah, yeah. I can imagine, but but yeah, I, I I like that a new hope thing, but no, it's not it's not a thing, um, like other costumes. It's it's basically if it if it's on you and it looks proportionally right and it's you're you're in. Nice, okay. And, and now, as a judge for three PO, I, I will say that the one thing that I do look for is I ask for a video. You know, I want to make sure that whoever's building it and whoever's wearing it can actually wear it. Yeah. Um, for a number of things, a lot of it has to do with their own safety because sure. it is it is also one of those costumes. If you panic, you're not getting out of it for 20 minutes because there are three bolts in that in that helmet that you know, and the person has to know how to do it. I mean, the biggest fights my wife and I have ever gotten into in our entire marriage have been about dressing me in and out of 3PO. <laughs> You can't get me in fast enough. You can't get me out. Can't fast get me out enough. fast enough. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Both yeah, of and, those. And is there like so when you're painting that? Is that um, and when you say that you're doing what is the spray, pro- spray chrome? You, spray. Okay. So it, are you just like is that just rattle can or is no, that no, no, airbrush? No. So airbrush. so it's neither. Um, oh, okay. Well, it, it's shot out of a gun, but uh, so spray chrome is actually um, like an old developing process. You are actually creating two silvered chemicals that meet together. And 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 there is a activator that you put on the surface, and so when you do it, it's it silvers up. It develops oh, okay. like almost like a almost like a dark room. Um, so it's so 
the the vacuum metalizing that's the metalization process that's what a lot of people do but the spray chroming you have to have just it just has to be shiny mm -hmm. so it could be any color underneath for the most part but as long as it's 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 a polished shine it will mirror it's it's basically creating a mirror hmm. on plastic or fiberglass or whatever right okay so it's so it's, it's a little different than you know, because I know that Beskar has, you know, yes. how we paint that, right? Like, you, you have Correct. to start with a shiny black base coat. And Correct. then they do have gold. You know, we're, we're spraying, painting, you know, the or airbrushing the, you know, the, the standard chrome yes. at a 70% yes. opacity. But, yep. but so if you were to do, could you do that same process in a, in a, you with can a gold? You can do it. The, uh, in like this in gold or the uh, best car in gold, like like so, in, like for three PO, could you do the so the the gold the gold is actually a candy like uh like a, you would do on a car yeah sure you know, okay. so it's, it's it's just like a candy coat so it, it's California gold it's it's made by somebody I can't remember who but but yeah it, you mix that with the two K clear so you do the mirroring process um which is again it's it's first uh, you wash it like with water in a in a ridiculous way so the surface has just got to be shiny yeah so, so 2k clear coat is sure. pretty much what i use for that um and and as long as it's shiny the stuff will you put the activator on you wash it off i mean it's 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 a it's it's a very chemical driven process yeah and then you've got basically two water bottles that are connected to um a, a spray gun and when they meet they they chemically activate on the surface got it so so and and wow. literally when you're doing it when you're doing it it's it it looks black and tarnished yeah. and all of a sudden it just starts developing into silver oh my gosh so so it's 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 a pretty neat process and 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 so when that helmet would come out it would be silver then you take and you let dry you know and what and you wash it with tons of water because i mean this is like caustic dark i don't know if you've ever worked in a dark room i before, have but yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's nasty it's that smell it's sure. exactly that smell and 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 then you you know you spray it off and everything once it's dry and you're getting ready you candy coat uh, a gold finish on top and that's your result this is the part that so my dad was a photographer actually for the big three. Mm -hmm. Oh wow yeah so i i i grew up my literally my dad working late was working down in the there basement and there was a little red light outside of the studio. Yep. And if that was on, it meant I couldn't walk in because, you know, the red light was on and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's fully developing chemicals. And, you know, I mean, I, I like feel like that was the Ilford logo was like my favorite logo <laughs> growing up because it's it a just great this logo. Big bull, right? This big, bold Helvetica. <laughs> um, but but I, I think that this part of it, because my dad was... Like, my dad's movie, for him that he remembers, like, he saw the original Alien mm -hmm. in theater and said he threw up sure. in the theater <laughs> because of the, you know, the chest burst. Oh, right? And so he goes, I, I kind of, I couldn't do sci-fi after that. And, right. you know, he's seen Star Wars, but, like, I don't think he understood what happened to me. And I said, you know, to be honest, Dad, this is your fault. Right. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well... You were working, you and my, him, my mom was a set designer, my dad was oh, a wow. photographer. And so they found, like, the, my, our kid's into these movies? Well, you can buy him in a three-pack, and then he's stuck in front of the TV for, like, five and a half right, hours. Right, nine hours, like, yeah. Let's go get work done while he's watching all three movies <laughs> continuously. Um, and I said, this is your fault because I, you left me alone. You left Star Wars to babysit me, and I, you know, developed Stockholm Syndrome. 
So there you go. like with, with that process, I think that it's been really cool for him to actually kind of see that technical aspect because sure. with, you know, he just, he goes, Hey, how did the, how'd the costume turn out? And like, he's never really asked me about that. But when I told him, right. it's like automotive finish. Cause like he thinks that stuff is cool. It's just, you're yeah. learning this skill set that normally, sure. I, I don't know many people who are like, yeah, I figured out how to spray 2k clear out it. You're like, this is not something that you would pick up, right? Unless you, you got into like model cars or like right, right. You know. If you order this mirror chrome, it's the website is almost like I don't know, like almost middle Pennsylvania kind of place, sure. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like like a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of thing feeling. Because this is really for people making antique mirrors or right. finishing antique mirrors. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we, you know, these processes that were brought to studios and whatnot come from, you know, just real art artisan stuff you know right. and so did i ever think that i would be using a mirror creating kit in star wars no but it's 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 just yet another one of those things that now we know how to do but yes you <laughs> eventually you do finish it with the automotive you know uh clear coat and yeah and you know who who knew i was going to get into candy candy coat you know candy coating clear coat you know yeah yeah it's so cool i'd love to i think after I finished my best car and you know, the, of course it's like, you know, I finished it. I got approved. And now every time I look at it, you know, you're looking at it like, Hmm, <laughs> uh, I could fix something on here. You know, I would love to do just a, like a three PO lamp and just have the, oh, yeah. you know, just the droid, the, head, light. the light up. Eye. Like that to me is like, I, I need that prop. That's probably going to be the prop that I would go after eventually. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's just a really, it's a cool process. I love costumes that yeah. I can't, you know, even, even just, a beautiful clean ESB Vader gloss. Oh glass, yeah, right. I've got yeah. I've got a New Hope helmet. It's in all its beautiful shadow gray. Yep. With the scratches and the matte. I mean, it just like looks like crap. But it's like, hey, that's the first time <laughs> we Vader. saw it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then and I I can see when I see we have a ESB Vader up here, and every time he takes the helmet out, I'm like, oh, now that's <laughs> gorgeous, right? But yeah. I, I like get nervous. Of the thought, because he 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 had a little malfunction with it, and a piece broke off, and he's like, "Hey, Ooh. you've been getting pretty good at paint. Do you think?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't. I'm terrified now. Suddenly, like I've I know nothing it's now." So funny. I remember buying the first Vader helmets, and they were painted by the amazing Danny Redman. And sure, he, he he you know he I've got the New Hope Vader, and I've got the Empire Vader, and I started with the New Hope from him. And you know, you're right. It's raunchy. You know, yeah. it's, it's not. You know, but then you get that other one. And to your point, like, if something were to break on that, I don't know if I want to touch it. Right. You know? Like, I know I could. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I could fix anything at this point. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's just too pristine. <laughs> right, right. It's a pro And it's a process. Like, I think he he set it down and it was leaning on one of the tusks and the tusk, like, cracked mm, out. Yeah, right? so, cracked like, out. Yep. It, it's, a, it's a very, yeah, it's a very common piece to fail on the Vader helmets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, it's this little fiberglass with a metal with a peg in it. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, yeah. and but he, you know, he's like, hey, you think you want to help me with? It? I'm like, man, I'm like, we'd have to resand the whole faceplate, right? Or like redo the shadow gray. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that wants to try, and there's also a part of right. me that's like, I would never forgive myself if I screwed it up. Right. So we'll see. But, no, but you, know, you know what? These techniques, you know, you you. You, you keep amassing them, you keep using them, and you know, like, so the 3PO thing, you know, I, I I didn't chrome the original 3PO here that you see behind you, but now knowing that technique, when Zori Bliss came out, you yeah, know, and, sure. and 
my wife was like, I want to make Zori Bliss. I was like, guess what? I can make your helmet for yeah. you. And, yeah. you know, so we actually made the helmet and it's like same process. And people are like, same question. Did you put Lumaluster on it? Did you, you know, I was like, nope, that is mirror chroming. Then people, then people were asking about that for, for the best car. It's like, no, that's not what best car is. You right, know, best right. car is a very different process. But, yeah. but the, it, it, when the best car thing came out, it was the same way I'd painted Phasma originally. Sure. So, got it. So that made it, somewhat palatable to understand that but i still have yet to finish my best car the only best car i've made is is the pauldron for for my for my other costume <laughs> hey from the five foot rule here it looks amazing just keep that up it did okay it did okay <laughs> <laughs> well justin this has been fantastic sitting down and talking with you man this is it's been great to finally get to meet you and talk to you for a length of time it's oh fantastic. absolutely well I, you're 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 like me you're like many people have had on the show where you know, I can just tell that this is a conversation that when we finally get together at Celebration yeah. or the next, you know, bigger convention, it's going to be great times all around. So thank you so much for sitting down and, and talking with me. But before we go, we got to do a lightning round. Are we going to do this? Okay, okay go Let's for it. Let's do it. All right. I ask you questions. You try to figure <laughs> out. You try to answer as oh, quick gosh. as you can. But, you know, it's kind of turned out into this thing where we have great conversations within the lightning round, and I pretty much okay. don't care how long it takes you to answer <laughs> it. So, all right, let's get that lightning round going. All right. Justin, you get to take home any costume from the entire saga, and magically it already fits your body. What costume do you take? A New Hope Han. You didn't even... You don't even hesitate. I that's cannot it. get that costume right, and that's the one I would want. Okay, that's it. And it's a it's a costume that I think is very sneaky because there's great yes. little details in it that most people don't really... It's not just the vest. It's not just the boots. There's a lot of good little details, and that's a good that's answer. That's the one. Like that. mm -hmm. If you could examine anything from the Star Wars Lucasfilm archives, what would it be? Ooh. The original Yoda puppet. Ooh. Not many people have, I don't I think mm. you're the first one who said that. What, is, mean, what is it a, what would you, like what do you want to see? Okay, so I mean I I I would want to first of all any Jim Henson slash Frank Oz slash sure, anything that course. was originally kind of created I, knowing the story of how long it took for them to get the the you know Stuart Freeborn's likeness into that and that it eventually became that. But, you know, there was the Dark Crystal, there was this, there was, you know, a number of things that came out around that time. And I was a kid born on Sesame Street and Muppets and, sure. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And the idea that one actually came into be a true live action something, you know, in a real movie that was believable that it wasn't like this puppet is is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and it was really, you know, when you really go back and you think about Yoda, how they pulled it off and how, you know, how it looked real, I'd like to see the real one. I've seen many, many copies over time, but, you know, I'd love to see the original, like, set, set yeah. day without it degrading or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. I <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I feel like... <laughs> That I would love to see, and then you also know that, like, tragically, just because this stuff, oh, yeah. you know, doesn't last, that's not no. really, it wasn't that, that, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I don't think so either, exists. but it's, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I've, I, yeah. Conceptually, I am completely down with that answer. All right, Justin, you're a protocol droid yourself, but which <laughs> droid from Star Wars is your favorite? I mean, it's between K2 and L3 are my two favorite. 
Oh, a kind of a, a little cage match here between both yeah. of them. Okay. I, just, I, I thought that the actors brought so much life to the two of those that it, it, it got me excited for what can happen with droids in the future. Sure. That's a good answer. I, and by the way, that's no disrespect for, to Mr. Daniels at all. It's just that it, it's now a new thing. It's right, right. A lot right. more freedom. It, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think that yeah. you know he, he played the idea of a droid versus I feel like the droids Correct. were reminiscent of the actors. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yes. Kate, those are good. Those Justin, good answers here. <laughs> all right, who has better costumes in Star Wars, the good guys or the bad guys? That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I mean, guess the bad guys. I oh. guess I gotta just stick there. I, I mean, the reality is there's so many good guy costumes that I, I just, I love them as costumes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the bad guys are pretty damn cool. I end up making a lot more of them, so there must be something to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go with what you know, right? Go with what you know. That makes sense. Are you a lightsaber or a blaster kind of guy? I'd like to wield both if I could. Um, I, I've, I'm definitely a blaster guy. Uh, but, a is but there a particular blaster? There is, of course. I mean, it's sitting behind me, which no one can see. Uh, I mean, it's DL forty four. Period. Yeah. As soon as I, yeah. as soon as I asked yeah. that, I was like, I know where this I've got is going. Three of them in in the case. <laughs> what is it about that blaster? Is it like you know? It's is it, classic. Is it the dirty, it's, it the all, dirty Harry it's, of Star Wars? It's the dirty Harry of Star Wars. Exactly what it is. It's 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 you know every gun that's walked into every western that you know it's it's the Clint Eastwood. It's 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 everything. Yeah. Um. And it, it, you know when you think about how they, brought, I mean I'm sure I, I know the story of the prop. Yeah. A lot of the story of the prop, which I don't need to bore anybody with, but it did somehow lend up on set, you know, right. and didn't have a ton of modifications needed to make it a blaster, yeah. you know, as opposed to a gun. And it just, it's just the perfect mix of real world and fantasy, you know? Which, which is what I think I, I've really appreciated in Mandalorian, right? Is you look at even the, the contrast of the two where Han's DL-44 and so many original trilogy bad guy guns, right? Yeah. So just like, you know, like I showed my dad my, you know, I had a hyper firm at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, DLT-19. My dad's like, oh, that's not a DL. This is a MG-30. You know, I'm like, yeah, dad, yeah. I know. You've seen yeah. World War II movies. I get it, right? But yeah. I'm like, that's that's the story of Star Wars. Like, Lucas it's, is like. That's exactly right. You know, like, what? A, this I'm at the prop house. I got to give this stuff back. How do we make it look like a space gun? They're like, yeah, put a block put of a, wood on there put, put a, a counter on it you know yeah, sure it that's not now it's a space block you know it's <laughs> like you, you gotta gun. love the appreciation but what but, but and then you look at the contrast like padme's blaster that right. thing like looks straight up like sci-fi you right. know lost in space like yeah, no know, martians from where <laughs> you know it's like it's just funny how the the pendulum had swung and i really yeah. loved that you know, a lot of Mando's blasters had gone back into that realm. Oh, yeah. They were like, you know, let's retrofit some vintage guns. Yeah, I mean, and, his, you know. his regular blaster that you know is, it's you know, it's based off of an 1800s gun. It's, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool that they did that. Now, like, that one, you know, to me in Star Wars is, like, iconic, too. So I love that. Who's your favorite character design from Rogue One and on? Ooh, that's enough. That's a tough one, too. I know you build um, a lot of them, so I, I had to ask. Yeah, no, no, that's a great question. 
design-wise, well, I've had the pleasure of talking to Glenn Dillon. I got to tell you, the Shore Trooper, just there's something about the armor of the Shore Trooper and the design of it in general that I really, it just resonated with me. And, and I don't own a lot of straight up TK, you know, I mean, I have, I have one, it's not approved, I've never submitted it. I have the First Order TK, but that Shore Trooper, I just love it. And, and that design, that that entire aesthetic of, of Trooper from Rogue One, it shared a lot of parts. The backpacks are the shared, the chest plates are the most part shared amongst all the new stuff. So I, I'll, I'll go with that. I love that answer because I have one sitting in my garage right now. Uh, Got to get it done. All right, all right. I, I, it, it is, I think for something, and then especially like knowing the backstory of like, you know, we, we learned about like the, you know, the, the aircraft it was kind of designed yes. off and like where they like took the colors and like, this is this is it's sweet. Really cool, and and I mean the viewers at home won't or the listeners won't see it, but I'm gonna flip the camera. I literally have my two hot toys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm building my entire squad over there of sure. of, of shore troopers because I just I just love the design of that. So that, I guess a, I'll have to go with that. And you're approved in. You have a captain colorway. Okay, because everybody and, loves but, the blue. Everybody I love the blue. blue. I, I tell you though, I'm probably gonna make another one just because I, I enjoyed making it so much. Sure. I might make a tanker out of it. I haven't okay. decided. I have the tanker. I helmet. see it. I was gonna yeah. say I see the helmet. Um but but Taylor, uh our CEO, we, we love making costumes together. Yeah. And and uh he he's gonna make a short trooper and I was, he wants me to make one at the same time because so we can go through it together and so I'll probably end up painting it as a tanker, but just a great design. Do not, yeah, I love it. I, I for some reason that one really stood. You know, and and it was so easy. I have two people that are building Death Troopers. Oh, see, that's a tough one. That's a sweet costume, right? But so they, sweet. They're both taller than me, and I and I know that like they just had this intimidation to yep. them. Like the you know the the short troopers still had their their general gruntiness to that. Totally. Um, and I think for some reason, I just like, I love the color scheme. I love that. I love the idea of them being, you know, coastal patrol and all this stuff. Like you would Over only... the Jersey Shore Troopers here, man. That's I mean, yeah. it. That's, I love that. Yeah. Well, and, and for me too, there's something that I love resonate with me here, of course, as a five, eight guy, but you know, I love any, <laughs> I love any trooper that doesn't have thigh armor because I, know, I feel it's like, best. you know, it's not only comfortable, <laughs> but it's like also kind of helps like people be like, Oh Are yeah. You short. I can't tell. Um, and I, and I love that. So I've got, I have a Imperial surplus kit sitting up in, nice. in my garage right now. And I actually have a, a helmet from dirty rogue design from Ben Huckabee. It was the first for me. I, I did the uh, Mr. Paul's Shore Trooper build, which is a file thing that beautiful actually a charity donation. The best. The best. Yep. He obsessed over it for years, and what he put out is, I mean, it's just incredibly accurate. And yeah. And it was the, but it's the, it was the first full armor that I made that was three D printed from top to bottom. And so you still was, got it. Still holds up. Oh, it's, it's awesome. I wore it the other night. It was for a, for a gig. Yeah. Oh, it was love great. That. That's that's all that gives me hope. Maybe I will start building. No, it's, it's fantastic, and and it and it is one that it's another one you can wear most of the day. You know, because because of the lack of thigh armor and the Chelsea boots are comfortable. Sure, yeah. sure, I know. I got a, I had, I had a pair of Orca Bays, and I sold them, and now I'm regretting it. You're talking me back into it. Let me Definitely. ask one more question, Justin. All right, I, I got two more questions. I can't. Do okay, this. no, you're fine. All right, we're you're stuck on one planet. No, okay. across all of Star Wars. For I can tell you it's not days. Tatooine. No, that's fine. I, yeah, right. <laughs> Everything on Tatooine is trying to kill you. 
Uh, <laughs> you're stuck on one planet for the rest of your days. What do you pick? Hmm. It's your choice, right? You're not like stranded. No, no, no. Right? I'm not it's stranded. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to stranded, it would be tattooing because that's where everything. We have an inside joke is like, if I don't see tattooing again, I will be perfectly happy. <laughs> just, just let's move on to another planet. <laughs> right. I got to tell you, um, I mean, Scarif, like, I'd, I'd be rocking a pretty nice tan on Scarif. It looks nice. It does I look mean, nice. It's actually a bucket list place to actually go. So oh, yeah. I might be picking that just because of that. Sure. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to Scarif. You got to get, because that was filmed at the... Um, In Maldives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I feel like the the snowtroopers all went out to Fiends Norway mm-hmm. in their armor, and it was, like, this big thing as a... As a oh, yeah. right. It's like a detachment. You gotta get like I when mean, when's the trip I'll, with the shore troopers? Let's go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean that's it is a far away place. Sure. But it I mean the water, I mean it just it's, it's beautiful. Just crazy. All yeah. right. So that's it. Okay, yeah. so let me okay. ask you this. All right. No, you got fine. to that planet, you got to the shores of Scarif, but you got there somehow. So what oh ship did you pick to get there? It's only one. I have only one ship in my life. It's the, the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that was an easy. I felt. <laughs> you, you saw my a... Instagram. You saw my Instagram at Christmas. I was like, literally Christmas Day. I have Mariah Carey going, All I want for Christmas is you and a picture of the Falcon. <laughs> I mean, I think what's funny about that is if you obsess over Han, there's no, you can't detach the two. No. I love no. that. I love no. that. That, that. That was, I mean, every cardboard box i grew up with became that cockpit you know what i mean yeah sure so, and and so the fact that we can as adults actually sit in that cockpit is incredible and it's just a gift and you know we didn't talk anything about like star wars and galaxy's edge or anything but you know i, I watched you guys have a great podcast you know talking about the hotel and everything yeah or or our vlog about that and and you know i i just i think that that place is the biggest gift to us and that everyone should save their shuckles and, and that's that's like us yeah. go there yeah. before they say a word about you know oh it should have been the original trilogy or it should have been this or it should have been that it's just it's it's your happy place yeah. and, and you get to sit in that you get to sit in that chair and and if you get the the pleasure of throwing that sucker in a uh, hyperdrive it is the coolest thing because that's the way it is in the movies. Yeah. It's the same screen. And in the movies, they're not, well, they used to not move. But, you know, I mean, when you feel it, I mean, I don't know spoilers, but when you feel it go to hyperspace, you're going to hyperspace. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's so cool. I, I, I love it. This is a whole, we'll have to get you on when we talk. Um, By the time this comes out, we'll have announced that Think the Maker actually has another podcast that's coming on with Sarah Maciel and she's going to be doing more Disney-focused stuff. So oh, if nice. you, I know that you guys are Disney people. I'll, I'll yes. get you connected because you'd be a great guest for them. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's awesome. I Like, I love it. I can't wait to go back. I actually went before Rise of the Resistance opened. Oh, wow. Um, and so I was early 2019, and I wasn't able to go on it. So, like, yeah. when I go back in March, the beginning of this whole thing, like, I get to go on the ride for the first time. You will love it. I hear it's amazing. So, it's really spoil. Cool. I mean, I've already it's been spoiled, but I can't yeah. wait to experience it. It's gonna be great. Doesn't matter. There's yeah. not, there's nothing like. I mean, and, and each time is different. You know, sure. it depends on the cast members and and how they treat you or or not. You know, 
it's it's fun yeah i'm looking forward to it well justin this has been awesome man we've we've talked uh, probably a short amount of what i feel like we're gonna talk when we finally meet in person um where can people find you and follow along with all well, of it, these costumes that you've got yeah and... instagram it's just my last name sonfield s-o-n-f-i-e-l-d um you know, uh, if, if you're into my day job, uh, JonathanAdler.com. Uh, so that's a little company that I run with an amazing artist uh, who who founded it. And I mean, that's really it. We don't really have much else out there. That's it. That's you're you're our kind of people. I know that for sure. And I love how supportive you are of the costuming community. I think it's great that that you and your wife are both so into it. It's it's awesome to have other people that are into this community that give back and, and share and they're active and they're positive. So thank you. And your wife's name is Naomi, right? Naomi. Yes. Yep. So thank you for both of you guys for, for being just positive people in the forest. We need more of that. Thank you for being <laughs> awesome with costuming. Thank you. And I look forward to us talking many, many more hours. I that's, hope so. That's celebration. Any, any time. And and especially about our experience on the Star Cruiser. So oh, I'll send people over wait. your I, way. I'm, I'm gonna have to block you for two weeks, but but after that, it's on. That's fine. Let me know. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to phrase everything with the spoiler just to say. Or if there's a part of me that's kind of like, I'm gonna film it all. No, I'm not gonna film it all. But I'm yeah. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna equally parts like document what I feel like I want to be authentic about when I say. Yeah. If, you know, if, if it's amazing, I want to be authentic with that. Um, and if it's not, if there's some parts that I didn't love, like, then I feel like that's positive yeah. feedback. Yeah. But, you know, I also want people to experience the magic themselves. So Absolutely. we'll see. We'll figure it out. No, no, I, I, I'm lucky when I, I only get to have to block you for a couple of weeks. Then yeah, we'll talk it, about it. it a lot. Yeah, that's it. All right, Justin. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. I look forward to, to us having a couple drinks at Celebration. Cannot wait. That's it. All right, brother. And that brings us to the end of another awesome conversation with a fellow multi-clubbed armor builder. Make sure you give Justin a follow. The dude is dedicated to the builds. Before we go, I'm letting you know that the Thank the Maker Network is getting even bigger starting next week. We're proud to add our friend and favorite star cruiser travel agent Sarah Maciel to the mix as she and her husband kick off the Princess and the Scoundrel podcast. It's still heavy in Star Wars, but definitely more Disney-focused, with some good old emphasis on the family aspect of it all. I've got a five-year-old myself, and Disney is completely foreign to me besides Star Wars, so hearing them discuss how to keep me and my daughter geeked is really helpful. So tune in to hear their take on all things of the mouse, and how Star Wars mixes between it all. Give them a shout out on Instagram at Princess and Scoundrel Show. We are proudly part of the Thank the Maker Network. If you're looking for more general Star Wars discussion, episode recaps, that kind of thing, head over to Thank the Maker Pod on Instagram or Twitter. And a huge thank you, as always, to my friend Alton James for doing the soundtrack and production on Armor Party. Please hit him up for your next Star Wars project or fan film at Alton underscore James on Instagram. We will see you next Tuesday when Armored Party returns to our regular schedule. And always remember, being an adult is boring, but building Star Wars costumes is anything but.
everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. 